One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Guys, today we've got another banger. We've got another banger. In fact, me and this lad. We actually go. We actually go back a few years, but I didn't even realize this until we reached out to me on Instagram and we kind of reconnected. But a few years ago, I was in a boxing gym. I think I was with Nathan Weber, and uh, I came across came across this young man. And um, yeah, fucking, we, we 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 connected back then. But I haven't seen him for about four or five years. It must be four or five years since I've seen him. But the man Criddy Black is here. He's former contestant on The Voice. Got to the top twenty. He's done some done some amazing stuff. His 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 clip went viral, and actually, when I watched this clip on when it came out of the voice, I thought, I swear, I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not, not welcome, from the singing world. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, mate. I'm telling you now, so, if me and you don't drop a few bars on this podcast, something's gone wrong with the world because <laughs> me, me and you are literally made. Me, you, and Joel are made to formulate like a boy, a boy band, and I reckon that's why we've reconnected. Yeah, are you, are you growing here, or am I going to shave it off? But bro, yeah, yeah, a bo- yeah, a bald band. We'll do a bald band. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> We're all over it, mate. Oh, mate, bro. what a journey you've been on in the last few years since since I obviously first met you. Yeah, like mad. You've even you, you're even not blonde anymore. Uh, yeah, that's but, different. Yeah. I, I surprise myself when I wake up in the morning and go, "Who's that? What colour is your hair going to be?" Yeah, I'm a bit confused. I think I think there's so much so much that people can learn from your journey, mate. Because obviously, it's quite it's quite a pressure going on national TV, mm. um, performing, and then obviously everything that you know that comes off the back of that, and the kind of journey that happens after that, and the ups, the downs, the mental health stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything you've been through in that respect, I think. That, I think it's, we're going we're gonna to unlock so many levels to so many people through yeah. this, through this, mate. And I, yep. that's why I'm like so hyped to do it with you, especially as we're like reconnecting after so long. Like, yeah. like yeah. fucking hell, it's mad, mate. It's yeah. mad when you told me. I was like, fucking hell. Like, yeah, kind of like, oh, that's right. It's amazing how the world works in mysterious ways, isn't it? It is. Like, man. We've, we've both we've both been on this mad little journey since that time. And then now we've reconnected. Like, I think we both had jobs back in those days. Yeah. We both had jobs. We both yeah. doing things we perhaps didn't like. 100%, um, bro. 100%. Probably both, obviously we're both better versions of ourselves now anyway, naturally, but I suppose we probably weren't the be- both the best version of ourselves at that time either. Mate, my so. resume is about, <laughs> it would it'd go off this balcony yeah. and it's just everything and anything you can think of. And obviously, didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah, grew up, yeah. just going, nah, nah, nah. Couldn't hold a stable job. Wasn't a good look, but I guess that's how I learned and and you know discovered who or what I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, when when did you start discovering that like singing was your passion and you kind of wanted to be involved in music? You know what? That question's actually always really hard for me to answer because I started singing and playing a bit of music maybe when I was like seven. You know, when I was really young, but. It was just kind of like, you know, you did it as a kid. It was a hobby. Yeah. Um, and then growing up, I was probably like, I know I was around 18 because I was, I was at the legal age of being able to go out and I was sitting at home playing um, Ordinary People by John Legend. It was yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. go-to songs. Like the first song I ever learned to sing and play together because I never used to be able to do both. It was either sing or play when I when I do both. I was yeah, like, yeah. No, I couldn't do it. And so we, we'd had a few drinks and, um, and, and I started singing that song you know, cause I was a bit drunk and everyone was just stopped and like, whoa. And then I got real embarrassed. I'm like, 
oh, everyone's looking at me, you know? Yeah. I think I ran off into my room, put my guitar away. And I think from that moment, I was like, it gave me a lot of confidence from my friends. Because um, you think, oh, actually, my friends actually want to listen to me play. So, like, maybe maybe I've got something here. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that just gave me that little spark of hope where I was like, I always loved, everyone loves to sing, you know, everyone loves to, I think if everyone could play an instrument and sing good, we all would, you know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. Fuck so. yeah, mate. I, 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 I know a lad in the UK called Aston Merigold who's, um, who's in a band called JLS and he's got a good solo career now and he's had number ones in Australia. Yeah. And um, growing growing up on the block with it, with, with with that kid in, in from my city and that and seeing what he's done and you know what he was like you know other than One Direction no boy band in the UK had outsold him in records and it's just just like yeah, crazy well. just like some crazy shit and just seeing how music changed his life and obviously like I don't care what any man says right if you could if when you're when you're a young lad if you could be in a boy band you would be man because there's a lot of upside <laughs> I still to that. would <laughs> mate I'm telling you now yeah when I saw the Backstreet Boys fucking get back together. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, I see why you're doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's there's yeah. a lot of cash in that. There's a lot of cash in that. Like, yeah. Not only that, it's, it's, it, it can't be any better feeling than that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, nah, you're right. What's this guy's name? Aston Merigold. Yeah, right. I'm going to have a look into him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's, doing, he's doing bits, man. He's, he went to Jack Hunt School in the UK and then, um, and then oh, was, it, was, it, was it Harrywood? Uh, one of the two. And um, he was, I just knew him from like the basketball course and stuff. Yeah. And he's, just smashed it. He came, they came runners up on the X Factor, and then they went and smashed it, mate. Like, um, yeah, unbelievable, mate. And he's he's a solo artist now. He's got dance schools in London. He's smashed life, and he's yeah. just love life. But um, there's ups and downs to this game, as you know. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean. You, you, what's so, so? Let's let's strip it back with you then. So, yep. you you obviously gained the confidence through playing in front of your friends. Yeah. Did you then go on a whole little like self discovery of like playing in bars and pubs and and busking and stuff like that, or was that um, not, not was that not something that was involved with it? No, nah, I I didn't actually as much. Like I did not. I never really had my own solo gigs and stuff for a long time because I was too. I honestly had my anxiety levels were so bad. I was I was too nervous. I was shy. Um, I probably didn't. I probably wasn't wasn't sure if I really wanted to do that enough. You know what yeah, I mean? I was yeah. like, yeah, no, yeah. No. I was man. I was confused as a kid. Like. I still am like I just like what do I want to do you know what I mean and then I would do some gigs with like friends which would always make it more comfortable for me and then I actually started to really love that because it was more fun yeah. so when, when I started to get over the nerves and stuff I was like it's not even about that anymore it's actually more enjoyable when you're doing it with a duo or, or a band or whatever um, so I, I would go down to friends gigs and just jump up and do a couple of songs and just build build it up like that um, but it, it wasn't until like honestly over the last well, probably since the voice you know since i did i actually did a show i completely forgot about that before before the voice it was in 2017 yeah um i don't know if you ever saw it, it was so it was this competition called megastar right and it was run by usher and it was a worldwide competition and it was just all through your phone so you downloaded the app yeah i, I did i didn't i didn't see you on it but i did see that i did see that concept come out yeah, yeah. i've seen something like that so it was, and do you know who actually put me forward to it? Nathan. Nathan really? Weber. Yeah, so he's probably the reason we're here right now, that yeah, we know each well, other. He's such a nice kid, such a, such a good boxer, Awesome, nice man, kid. awesome I, guy. Just, just a good soul, mate, Nathan Weber. He, he is. And and yeah, he, he hit me up and was like, oh, have you seen this thing that Usher's doing and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, so I'd been, to, you know, people said, go on The Voice, go on X Factor, do this. And I was like, no, no, not interested. I didn't want to go on a show. I wanted to make it as an artist without going through those shows. And I was also... I was probably just scared, didn't want to do it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then when Nathan showed me this, I had to look into it. I was like, you know, curiosity, you have to. And it was it was literally a talent. So it's not just singing. It, it could be anything. Anything you're talented, like dancing, like juggling, magician. Yeah, just just trying to find what like raw talent from yeah. off All social over media. The world, kind of literally. Thing, yeah. And so you would upload a video of whatever your talent is, post it, and it would get votes. And then the more votes you get, you'd get pushed to the next round. So yeah, it was just yeah, based yeah. off like the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, at least at least that way, it's it's not like one or two, three people's opinions. It's like a collective opinion of the community rather than yeah. It's a lot fairer, isn't it? It is, and it's it seems m- like more legit where it's not like yeah, you know. And yeah, anyway, it was just I looked into it and I was like, uh, I don't know. I was fifty fifty, and then I was just kind of like, fuck it. What have I got to lose? Like, I just do it for a bit of fun. If I go far, I go far. So I ended up signing up. You know, simple process, and then. I uploaded a song of me singing, I think it was I'm Not the Only One by Sam Smith. And I've actually got a mate, he's like rapping into it. We did like a bit of our own version. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it just went off, man. I got I got pushed to the next round like, and then you upload another video and, and it just works that way. And before I knew it. Oh, so each round you upload a different video. So you got yeah. up, up level the last video and up level and up level. Yeah, and yeah. Up, yeah. But I put my best video first. <laughs> so I was like, because, you know, I didn't think I was going to go that far. And I also... I just didn't think. I was just like, I'm going to put, like, it was my best video. I want people to see it. So then when I got to the next round, I was like, shit, what the fuck am I going to put up now? So I, I posted, like, something a bit older, and it, it was still all right. Um, and then, yeah, I got through. It, it started getting to, like, the, I guess you'd call it, like, quarterfinals, you know. Like, yeah, 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 And then I was there, and I'm like, holy fuck, like, I've actually got And this, this is a worldwide competition. This is not worldwide, just Australia. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. I was up against Americans. There's people from, like, Spain and, you know, all yeah, over yeah, the world. Yeah. And I actually moved back to New Zealand at this point um, because I was in a rut here, man. Like, this, I just I wasn't feeling good about myself mentally. I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. It's, it's, um, it's hard. People don't understand like how hard it is when you're not when you're not naturally born in Australia. Mm. And it's like even even though not New Zealand's closer than England, obviously, but it's like the culture in New Zealand is completely different to the culture in Australia, and can the culture in the UK is completely different again to both of them. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's a lot of there's a lot to. Uh, it's a lot to it, you know, coming from an island with like 2 million people to yeah. even to a country with 26 million, it's still massive compared to where you're from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. You got all your, you got all your, your little words and sayings and, and it's just homely, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you have to go backwards to reset and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because I didn't, I didn't actually know why I was going home because I call Australia home. I moved here in 2000, been here 20, nearly 21 years. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I had an opportunity for work with a family, like some family friends, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I just need to get away. Um, so I did. I, I left, and that's when this whole megastar thing came about, and I'm like, oh, it's just a bit of fun in the background. Yeah. And then it, it kicked off, man. I made it through to the the semis, and there was like 10 people left. And then I was like, oh, I, do you know what I did? I did what nobody else was doing. Everyone just had like a social media following. At this point, I didn't. I had like maybe 5,000 followers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone that I was up against had more than me anyway, at least 10,000 and above. This one chick had like 200, 300,000 and she was working off her YouTube following, which was massive. She was massive on YouTube, like millions. And so I went, what can I do to... To level the game. Yeah. So I went around to all the media outlets, man. I I hit up everyone here in Australia, everyone in New Zealand, newspaper, like... I got flyers printed out and at night when everyone was asleep I went out to all, where I was living in New Zealand and walked around the whole neighborhood just handing out all the flyers in their letterboxes like just to let them know that this is what I'm doing and all you have to do is download the app 
go on vote. that and vote for me. It's a click of a like just a button. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can support your homegrown. Yeah, and so talent. people really got behind that because, I guess one, I'm they're supporting somebody. I'm the only person in the country doing this. No one else was doing it. So I think that really gave the motive for people to be like, yeah, let's support this guy. You know, extra motive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and all the the media outlets were all on board because the pri- the top prize for this, if you won, was a million dollars. Fucking and, life and, changing. And to you. meet Usher, yeah. So I was like, when I realized it was just so surreal, and when I realized how far I've actually got, I'm like, fuck, like I've, I've, I can, I could probably do this. And and there's no, there's no negative effect to that, is there? Because at the end of the day, you're, bu- you're building your socials and building your following on the back mm-hmm. of doing this anyway. So even when you didn't get to the pinnacle, yeah, you know what I mean. You, you you've still got all that. Yeah, there's still so much learning throughout. Hundred percent, bro. And the one, the one key takeaway from that that I want the audience to pick up on is the fact that. You know what I mean? When when you want something, when you find that one percent thing that you should lean into, which is music for you, it's like you'll stop at nothing to make sure that things can move for you. So you've made flyers, you've you've gone around the neighbourhoods, you've gone door knocking, you've put it in front of media companies. Yeah, you're you're working relentless because it's your zero point one percent skill. Yeah, you know people yeah. pe- people got that's why people that's why it's so important for like people who listen to this and listen to any of my podcasts. It's like go and find what that zero point one percent thing is for you that you're that lights you up that you're the best at that you're you know really puts you on a different spectrum because then you'll do what you're doing yeah. you'll lean into it the way you're leaning into it yeah. people got to understand that you you can't lean into things that you don't love yeah yeah do you know what I mean and you know what can I say something on that to everyone that's watching and listening it's I didn't actually know what, what mine was you know what I mean I was just there I was actually in a shit place I moved back to New Zealand where I actually didn't really want to be because it's I do enjoy it here I think it's better here for me personally and I I just I did this competition I was like yeah fuck it and then it hit me just one day randomly I was like I'm going to go to like media outlets I'm going to go print out flyers like you know I had my friends and family in New Zealand helping me and stuff and I was just like it just happened I didn't plan I'm like oh you know this is what I need to do or or whatever it just kind of happened on that day and I was like fuck and because of that Channel 7 pushed me, Channel 9, I yeah. can't remember exactly what it was. And then New Zealand pumped me, man. Like all the radio stations wanted to, wanted to meet me, wanted to help. Like it was, it was amazing. It was, it was incredible. It, it, it's so nice when, when things really do get behind you like that. Mm. I mean, it, I know that in England, if you get the media on the right side of you, they can really help you. But obviously on the other side of the coin, there's a lot of negativity in regards yeah. to media, in, in, yeah. especially in England mm-hmm. and America as well. Like where, whereas it's good to see when it seems like when New Zealand gets someone who's, they push it hard. Like I remember, yeah. I remember seeing that guy that created that, um, what was that? Was it, was it Chris Brown or someone, someone who created a, created a viral beat on TikTok or whatever. Mm. That guy, that guy from New Zealand, he created a viral beat and then, yeah. and then he got, they put New Zealand pushed him as well. Yeah. It's yeah. nice that they get behind you like that. That's, and that's, help. that's actually yeah. the thing. But in regards to what you were saying about, about not knowing it was your, it was your skill. But the reason it, the reason it was easy the reason it was easy for you and the reason why it took, it was just a thought and then no effort to you to go and put leaflets through the door and no yeah. effort to you to go to those companies. And the reason why you did that was because even though you didn't realize it at the time, it's like, it's so abundantly obvious now looking back because of how easy it was to do. Mm. And that's what a 0.1% skill is. Yeah. It's what's easy to you, but isn't easy to the rest of the world. Like singing yeah. is easy to you and podcasting lights me up. And I find this fucking, that I find this not, not, not in terms of like easy, but I just fucking love it. And it, and it just flows for me. Yeah, yeah. So whatever flows for you, whatever that thing is and whatever you find that flows for you as in, in the audience is like, that is, that is, 
that there is something in that that you can you can build into something that, and then monetization will come on the back of you leaning into that. Yeah. It might not come through the direct thing. Like the monetization for this podcast, for example, it might not come through the podcast, probably won't. But it might come through a connection that I meet on the podcast. It yeah, might. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you have to think outside the box of these things, which is exactly what you were doing. Yeah. That's why it's so powerful, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't, you're right. Like you said, I didn't know or realize that at the time until when I got to the next stage you know what I mean like after that quarterfinal I was then in the semi-final because I did these things and I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I handed out I think we printed out a thousand thousand of these these leaflets and I went and handed them all out with the help of my family friends my parents were here in Australia at the time they got shirts made up yeah. saying vote for Critty and had like this big because it was a purple um, the app was purple yeah yeah and so they, it was like a white t-shirt with this purple I think they still have them and they were walking around the shops handing out like man it was it was fucking like when I saw it I was like for me at the time I was like oh that's so cringeworthy but then afterwards I'm like man that's the most fucking amazing thing anybody's ever done like yeah, my yeah, parents yeah. are going out of their way to make their own t-shirts with me on yeah. it They're and just then proud around, of you, literally yeah. going around like Rabina and Pacific Fair handing out things and telling people to do it and like even if one person out of a hundred went and voted for me it helped you know what it, I mean it helped There's those yeah, little yeah. things and so um, that's when I started to realise I'm like no one else is doing this because so basically what happened from there I got to the semi-final and then I got through I actually hit because it tells you it was telling you your, your live position where you were Yeah. and I was in like second and third and then I bounced out into fourth and then I pushed 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 through social medias and then I hit first for the first time, this chick that I was telling you about who has heaps of followers on uh, Instagram and YouTube massively, yeah, yeah. Um, I pushed her to second and I think she started freaking out and then kind of, I think she started watching my socials and realized what I was doing. So then she started pushing for it more. So we were first and second, but that was massive. That was a huge, like that part Moment, for me yeah, was yeah. massive, bro. And when I went into first place, I was like, holy shit, man, this is real. You know what I mean? And that's when the final five got locked in. And then so we were contacted by the the organisers of this app and they basically just said, look, this is our top five. Um, the positioning is now not going to – it won't be seen. So you won't know which position you're in. So right, in, from yeah, my understanding, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was first or second. Um, and then it was just a matter of, look, we're flying everybody over from wherever they are in the world to LA. Um, you're going to come to the studio and then you're going to battle it out for the first place and you'll get to meet this person, this person. So it was it was – like a dream Fucking come true. Unreal, and I was bro. like, is this fuck? Is this a stitch up? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. on a call with them. Um, they're based in LA and yeah, they, they went through all the details with me and before I knew it, I was flying out like the next week and I was just like, That's holy crazy fuck. Shit. And at the time, I was working for my family friend's um, kayak business. They do really well. They're like one of the biggest kayak companies in New Zealand um, in between the North and the South Island. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's beautiful. So I was there just like, carrying kayaks washing cleaning you know what I mean? it was fun it was all right for me but it wasn't what i wanted to do and then the next week i was flying over to la to be in literally the biggest studio in la where usher all, all those artists work performing um a, a song to potentially come first and that was your first taste at that point of like okay this is what my life could look like yeah if i really push this music thing now if i yeah if i stop playing at it and i really start going all in on it yeah and it was like a the the big thing to it mentally was like, look at what I just did over the last week or two, just pushing, pushing and working hard for that and to get me here. You know what I mean? And that, that goes for anyone. If if you can do that in a couple of weeks and then get, you know, some results out of it, imagine what you could do for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. And so, and, and I haven't been driven like that every single day since, you know, I'm a human being, like I have my days and stuff, but 
I think you're right. That was the the moment when I realized this is what I want to do. This is a taste of it. Imagine what could happen or what could, you know, in the future, what it could be like if I yeah, push. So, so I just want to say something on that because I think you'll resonate with this. It's like there's this book by Seth Godin. It's called The Dip. And I, su- I suggest everyone who listens to this podcast reads this book called The Dip, Seth Godin. And and when you do when you're leaning into your 0.1% skill, like your thing that your thing that lights you up, or anything or anything, any job, you'll get to, you'll get to a point where you have a dip, right? Say with this, let's take this podcast for example, yeah, Cruddy? Like I could put out 50 episodes, and then all of a sudden, like my analytics aren't changing for the next 25. Mm. Right? I'm still doing it, but it's in that 25, and then it might explode on the 79th one. Right, and yeah, it might yeah. go, it might go stratospheric, and that's what you call compounded growth, and that's what the term is the dip. You know that that point in time where you think nothing's happening, but unbeknownst to you, you're compounding your own growth on the back end of it. But you've just got to keep doing the reps. Yeah. So yeah. so so the only thing that me and you need to concentrate on in life is you just need to concentrate on writing that next song, putting out that putting out that next song, writing the next song, putting out the next song. Me getting that next podcast done, putting out that next podcast, turning up, turn up, turn up, doing yeah. the reps. When you do the reps, the rest of it takes care of itself because yeah. people will resonate with what's passionate to you. Mm. So eventually you're going eventually you're going to start getting to where you need to get to. But you just got to you just got to be willing to turn up and do the reps. Consistency, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Mate, like at the end of the day what what my first podcast got like, you know, fucking one or two, three listens. Mm. Like when it went, it was just me recording it in my room. Like yeah. didn't know, over twelve months ago. Like yeah. when I was stuck in England. Like yeah. one time. It just goes to show you where you can go to if you put your heart and soul into something, yeah. and just and just understand it's just one rep at a time. It doesn't have. It's not this big. There's no big end goal in this. Nah. Do you know what I'm saying? People yeah. people put too much too much energy into. I will be. I'll get to this pinnacle. It's too much pressure too, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like like the biggest songs in the world, for example, aren't written overnight. The the biggest podcasts in the world didn't just happen overnight. But people only see that result because they don't see the shit that goes on behind, you know, closed doors. Hundred percent. Which is which is normal. And I think a lot of people understand that more these days, but it's it's like, you know, your podcast could be huge in, in three months, in three years. Like you said, it you don't know when. But yeah. people start coming to your podcast when it blows up, and they're like, "Oh man, this guy's killing it!" Like yeah, overnight yeah, yeah, sensation yeah, yeah. over, and it's like, yeah, it's "Fuck no, man! I've been grinding on this shit for like ten years. You I, don't know that." Like I, I grinded, I grinded like over twelve months to get into the top one hundred in the UK. Mm. You know, top fifty in Australia, top fifty in Ireland, and other countries. Like, yeah. but you grind a fucking twelve months for that. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention how much. Um, money you put into it yourself and how much time you put into it and how much effort you put into it to give the content out to the world for free yeah. to yeah, add value yeah. to people's fucking life yeah. do you know what I mean like mm. pe- people got to see that see that you know just because they see us here having a conversation and they think oh that's for free it's like you're investing your time I'm I'm investing my time it's time yeah. it, it's, ti- it's time it's time not only that you got all the all the added costs when you, the video production all that stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see mm. And that all comes down to the reps. Just do, just be willing and open to do the reps, which is clearly what you've done, and clearly why you're going to win long term. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's the same thing, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's, that's that's fucking buzzing. I love that man. shit, man. I love I, that. It's yeah. just real talk, man. You got <clears> it is. Yeah. You got to be real. Like people, people get so much shit twisted, man. Yeah, they think you. They think you're. You, 
some people will over egg you and think you've made it other people will underplay you and think you're not worked to get there yeah. and both are wrong yeah yeah both are fucking wrong it's yeah. in the middle that's it's what you don't see between the lines yeah. there's a lot between the lines that a lot of people don't see yeah just give people the fucking kudos for it and just let them go do you know what I'm saying so yeah support people and and a lot of you know a lot of people say you know work hard to get where you want to be and and then there's the there's just people there's always going to be negative people you're always going to have people that just say oh you know but what about a bit of luck in this like of, of course there's luck involved in all you know nearly anything you do like whether it's this much or everything yeah, yeah, yeah. but like a, a lot of people use well I'll use Justin Bieber as an example like I'm sure as a kid he wanted to be a musician he wanted to you know he wanted yeah, to be an yeah, artist yeah, yeah. He, he was singing he was playing he was talented you know and he and he was he was young yeah but there was a fuckload of luck involved in him, Scooter Braun, finding him, taking him to Usher, and then it all kind of unfolding. And I'm not saying he didn't work hard. I'm not saying yeah. once he was signed, bro, his life changed. He was no longer an ordinary kid. He was the biggest. He he For, for everything that he gained by when he signed the record deal, he lost in other ways. Exactly. And what he lost was his childhood. I remember when he came out to Australia... Um, his security team were having to give contracts to girls, non-disclosure contracts to girls, because obviously, like, if he slept with one of them, mm. they didn't want they didn't want shit getting out about him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, imagine being a sixteen-year-old lad coming to Australia and having to have girls sign non-disclosure fucking contracts <laughs> because just in case you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how can you be sixteen years old in that environment? It's just fucking crazy, mate. Exactly. It's just fucking crazy. Not there's people hiding in laundry baskets to see. Yeah, uh, there's fucking shit going on. <laughs> But if, yeah. you, if you look at, he's happy now and he's doing good shit now, but he went through a lot of mental health problems. Yeah, and that's the that's the shit that we know about. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? This yeah, is the, yeah, this is the shit yeah. we only know about. Like, it yeah. could have been a lot worse. You hear things, no one really knows, and uh, unless, I mean, except for him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just hear about, oh, bro, he's gone through a lot, that's hectic, like, glad he's done well, but it's like, it could have been 10 times worse than that. We don't yeah. know that. Yeah, so, I mean, look at all the stuff that Britney Spears is going through right now. Oh, bro. Like, that's some, that's some <laughs> really toxic... down a rabbit hole. That's, that's, that, that, that's some toxic energy. No, because I think it's good that we, we, we're going down it, and obviously we'll speak about the voice first, but like, and then we'll go, we'll go into the mental health aspect of this, because I want to mm. touch on this massively, because I, yeah. I think you're someone who can give a real insight into this. Yeah, 100%. Because like, people, people don't hear it and don't hear about it enough, mm. like some of the stuff that you do. Because obviously you climbed to that high. How did you feel then when you when you came off that? Was because there was there was a couple of year gap between that and the voice, wasn't there? Yeah. So yeah. So after this whole megastar thing, um, just just to yeah, kind of finish with that. It was I ended up coming second. Yeah. And and it was a prize money of twenty five thousand dollars US, yeah. which was awesome. That's a big difference between it, a it, mill. It is. That's the other thing. Yeah, I was trying to be really like yeah. grateful anyway, but at the time I was like, yeah, I loved it. But then you know, looking back on it, I'm like, you bastards. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Half a mill would have been nice. US. Oh man, even a hundred grand. Like yeah, but so what I ended up finding out was so the chick that won it. Was a YouTube bitch, right? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. <laughs> You're and not I, welcome on the podcast, are you? Nah. I'm telling you now, yeah. We're not um, giving you no hype. <laughs> I won't even say her name then. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, she's actually really talented. She's yeah. done. She she got massive on um YouTube, just doing covers and stuff. And uh, I've never really heard any of her own music, but she she is good. What's her name? What's her name? Andy Case. Oh, Andy Casey. Yeah, I, I like her music, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see you later. oh, shit. She's hot too, to yeah. be fair. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably why she won. She, she's won, mate. She won because she's blonde and spicy. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's just be real. And she's, <laughs> well, the other thing was she's from the States, so there was always yeah. people like, oh, you know, they're always going to yeah. pick a local. I always wondered how where she came from because I, I always see her stuff on Facebook and YouTube. So she got massive. Her YouTube video first 
I don't know if it was her first YouTube video, but one of her YouTube videos, they so her it was her and two guys, a guy driving, he would yeah, harmonize yeah, yeah, with her, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bigger guy on the back playing yeah, yeah, the guitar, yeah, 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 yeah. and that's I, what I blew to, up. I used to watch the same, so did I. I, when, I, I, I. I can't believe it. When I was up against her, I was like, oh, I actually remember watching this chick. They got like 50 plus million views on it. It's crazy. You know what's going to happen? She's going to come on the podcast, <laughs> and I'm going to have to fucking... Isaac's going to edit that clip in, and you go, yeah, fuck that chick. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen, bro. Oh, I just thought I just thought energetically that it's going to happen. Yeah. I literally thought, and when I when I have these thoughts, it usually fucking turns yeah, out. 100%. Like in, a few, in a year's time, I'll be yeah. on the podcast in America or something, and they'll be like, that'll be up and like, oh, shit. I remember <laughs> saying that now. Yeah, like about a year ago, yeah, so yeah, I was probably. actually on the show I was, with I, I, was that, I, I was actually calling We'll rewind. But yeah, she was lovely, man, and she deserved to win. And it came down to us too, which was awesome. We got to meet Usher. Uh, I met. Some, I got some really good contacts over there. Um, it was a great experience. And then I came home, and the hype it just dies slowly. Like, yeah. sorry, not slowly, fast. Yeah. But it felt. It kind of felt like it was forever at one point, and then all of a sudden, you're not. You're not relevant anymore. No. Nah, you, exactly what happened which yeah. then how does it feel when you go to not being relevant like that um i look to be honest it was probably not not so not as bad then because um and when we when we start talking about the voice i think it was a lot a lot more hype because this megastar thing it wasn't as hyped up i think it was kind of there it was a bit of a trial thing for them if it was going to blow up then it was going to be huge and because yeah. it didn't blow up so much it it kind of just it yeah, all just fizzled out, it, it you know what I mean? Fizzled, yeah, yeah. So um, it wasn't too bad. I suppose they did it the second time. Did they? They, they did it two or three more times after that, and it just died. And it then it just now, died in its ass. But yeah. did, did you not get any invites back on to to do work on the ne- on the next one? I, I think I did for the second one. They, but it was just the same process: go on and get yeah. people to vote. And I was just like, oh. then I'm just I've, annoying people again. And it's like, nah, I've already go, yeah. I've already overcooked that. I need to do and, something. And else. I came second, the first ever one. I came second. Well, technically, I came. I was the first male in the world. You know what I mean. So yeah. she was a female. So yeah. And and to be fair, mate, to fight against the American when there's 300 million people in America mm. that are naturally going to vote for their own person. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. Plus, she's got a massive YouTube following. Yeah. And I've seen her content. Her content. Her, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, tits do help. <laughs> to be fair, bro, I'd have probably forgot that I knew you and voted for her. <laughs> You probably did. I probably did vote for fucking. You know, I, I was probably the. I was probably the vote. I was probably the reason. Yeah. There's one vote in it. It's my vote. Yeah, there was one vote. Yeah, and it came from England. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Can you imagine it? Uh, imagine if they pinpoint my IP address. <laughs> I killed it. I killed it, right? Oh god! Fucking hell! Bro, you owe me nine hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't, can I pay you in Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, 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 you can. These days, fucking right. Uh, but um, yeah, so you, how how long were you out of music for then before you got back in, um, on the Voice? So, so I came back to, I flew back to New Zealand, and then I decided I want to move back here. And I was on a bit of the hype train, you know. I was like, I was feeling good, won all this money, and uh, I I blew it. Blew it straight away because it ended up being about thought, forty grand. Like oh 30, yeah, 40, 40, 40 grand. grand Australian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was like that was and that was gone within like three. I don't even know. It was gone yeah. real quick. Like I won't even say where it went, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can all use your imagination. <laughs> it was a good time. It all um, went on Hollywood showgirls, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And 
yeah, yeah, it was like I came back and then I was still just like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And it was like, isn't it obvious, you know? So I, I still was grinding away and doing a bit of music, and then I just had like I just had a job to keep me afloat. I don't know what it was at the time, um, and I just did that for like probably a year or so, and then then I got hit up to do the voice kind of within that you, next. You could, they asked you to do it. Yeah, yep. So they they sent me a message on I think it was actually on Facebook. Um, they scout talent every year, so people can apply. But then yeah. they also they also go out and try and scout talent. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So, so, so they have them real banging moments. On yeah, the show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got I actually got approached by one of the executive producers, and then um, yeah, just went in and met them and sang a few songs and that kind of thing. And then they put you through to the next stage, and then um, they they actually kind of pick your song for you. So my blind audition was. Dancing on my own by yeah, Callum yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it this morning. Yeah, I was singing along. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to get a little um, little duet get, going soon. Yeah, mate. I tell you, I need to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> we can't do it though. We have to do it. Yeah, be the first time anyone's ever sang. On, oh no, it won't. Because John, I got John Wayne Pass singing a Thai song on the podcast. Oh, so, so it's, it. yeah, but it'd be the first duet though. First and, duet. and in English. You yeah, and, and in English, cause, yeah. yeah, the first English song ever done on the oh, podcast. Sweet. So we'll do it, we'll oh, do it in a bit. But be an honour. Yeah, yeah, so, so they picked your song, so you don't even get to pick it. Um, so I was actually originally going to sing um, some, Say Something, but not by uh, um, by Justin Timberlake. Do you know that? Everybody say, say something, say yeah, something. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. want to do that up in the middle of it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it was way too like upbeat for me. Yeah. Uh, like, for an audition song, I was kind of like, oh, needs I don't to, know. Needs to be slowed down. Yeah. yeah. And they then they they asked me, um, what about Dancing on My Own? They gave me, like, they sent through a demo. And so I, I played that and just and sang to it. And I was like, oh, this would actually be pretty cool. I, like, I've never really done this song properly. So I had about a week and I started doing it and doing it. I was like, yeah, let's lock this in. So, like, they gave me an option, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really like, hey, what song do you want to sing? What's your go-to song? Because it would have been like a Sam Smith song for me or or John Legend, Ordinary People. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that can show off a lot of my range, my more of my ability, what I can and can't do, or can do, I should say, not can't. Um, but I didn't get that option, so I was like, oh, fuck it, I guess this is I what didn't it is. Real- I didn't realise when you did these shows that you didn't get an option on the song. Maybe some people do, but from everyone that I've spoken to, it's kind of like they might give you a few songs to choose from, and then yeah, you can yeah. pick out of those, but it might not be anything you want to do. Fuck yeah. So... Um, well, anyway, I guess I had to go with that at the time, and I was like, hey, "It did well." I was looking this morning; it got like one point two million <laughs> views on on uh, on YouTube so far. Oh yeah, on the on the clip that I saw, and there's oh, loads sick. of clips of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there was one. There was actually one clip on this random like American YouTube, but I can't find it anywhere now. It might have been taken down, and it had like four million views. This was in the year of it. It's like twenty nineteen. Yeah. So um, I don't know what happened to that. Unless it, unless it was fake or something, but was, Mate, there's, there's, there's 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 clips on on Facebook with like four or five million views. Yeah, on Facebook Watch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty mad, isn't it? Really? Yeah, because like, this is what two years ago. Yeah, 2019. It's literally two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, like it was. Man, it was such a good experience. Like I obviously did that song for my audition, um, and so, so like the week of the audition. Say it was on like a Saturday for me. It was down in Sydney. I flew down, and then you just you just do lots of rehearsals on stage. Obviously, no one's around, all the producers, and you just get you get it down, Pat. So it's it's perfect yeah, yeah, and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I get I come see your performance day, and it's man, it's the longest wait. You just you're backstage with like you're all mic'd up, ready to go, and 
It's just like one person bet, will go through. I bet you're like feeling, feeling like some like yeah. nervous kind of anxiety energy in, in, oh, in like man. in your stomach. You, you know what I mean? You, oh, I can't even describe it. It's unbelievable. It was like, all right, you're up, you're up next. And so I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Preparing myself, and it's like three hours later, I'm up because they're they're talking, they have intermissions. Like the the person that was before me just performed, and then the judges, are, the coaches are talking to them, and then it's a long process, man. Like it's it takes ages. So I was expecting like. I'm up in 10 minutes. They don't give you a time frame. It was literally like two, three hours later. I'm like, and then when I, I they told me, they're like, all right, you're, you're going to go on stage in like five, 10 minutes. I actually had a Valium because I was Fucking so hell. nervous, bro. Like, like to the really? point where I like was almost going to pull out. So I had a Valium. Which is, which is good on the Tinder date, but not so good on the voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'll tell you this much. I got... <laughs> Oh man, I don't know what Tinder dates you've been on. I'm oh, joking, bro. I'm joking. <laughs> you got to be laughing. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> you sure it was Valium? Oh, oh, get good. get God, compose oh. yourself. <laughs> All right. So I had my Valium, and it, like, yeah, I started to feel, you know, just like for anyone that's had one, just calms you down. Just you just feel nice and relaxed. It doesn't really do anything other than that. And then I walked out on stage, man, and it's like the adrenaline dump hit me. And I, it's like I didn't have a Valium. That was gone, completely out of my system. I was just like, holy fuck. I just saw yeah. the, the – it's like a stadium, like a like a mini stadium just with yeah. people there. It would have been thousands, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah, hard yeah. to say. Um, and like I, When the light's shining on you, like yeah. I stood it when – I, when I went – in the boxing ring, um, when I walked out with Gary Cochran against Jeff Horn in Brisbane, there was there was eleven or fourteen thousand people in 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 the like in this auditorium and that, mm. but you can't actually see how many people there are when you're in the ring mm. or when you're on the stage uh, on yeah. there yeah. because the lights shining on you take away the audience. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Do you think that's a good thing? Well. Yeah, 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 for sure, for <laughs> sure, fucking brilliant. 100%. Because when yeah. you when you realise there's fourteen thousand people looking at you, it's yeah. like fucking hell. It's a lot. But when you're walking to the yeah. ring or the you see all the people. stage, I'm yeah. like, yeah. And do you know what the funniest thing was, bro? So I like saw everyone. I'm like, I'm doing the old walking, like pretending I'm not looking. I'm like, fuck. And then I get on stage, and you're right. Then the spotlight hits you, and yeah, then you yeah. can't see it. And can't it actually makes you all. feel so much better. It's like, oh, thank God. But just before that hit me, I like. You know, I could hear someone go, "Yeah, good." I was like, "I kind of just turned around." It was my, it was my sister, it was my sister and my brother. I don't know if it was yeah, them that yelled yeah. out, but I looked and just happened to see them. I was like, "Fuck!" Now I know where they're sitting, and it made me feel more nervous and more pressure yeah, because yeah, yeah. I actually feel more nervous, more pressure, more when you know anxiety. Who's watching you, bro, a hundred percent. If it, I could sing in front of like twenty thousand people who I don't know, and like, yeah, it's going to be a little nerve wracking, but I'll feel fine. But if I know there's one person that I know sitting in that crowd watching me, I'm like, yeah, it's so yeah, weird, eh? It's, 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 it's yeah. all in your head. That's some crazy shit, bro. That's it is some crazy shit. Um, but once the once the light hit me, I was like, oh, I just felt like that instant kind of high. That's a bit better. Then the music comes on, you're like, oh shit, this is it. Like, I got to do this now. And then I honestly, I can't remember my performance. Like, yeah, yeah I just yeah. I remember finishing and kind of putting my mic stand to the side and then just going like center stage and then talking to the coaches i don't remember the performance until i watched it back i think i think i think i think when you when you go into a situation like that you kind of go into autopilot yeah and 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 we'll touch more on this when we talk about breath work and and all that and how that opens up pathways later on in the podcast because when you go into that like meditated state Mm. you kind of you kind of see the true version of yourself rather than you, you 
people can just get into this autopilot mode where they yeah. just roll, where they just roll, roll in and they don't even know what's happening in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They just yeah. get up and they get up in the same place, do the same thing, and they're just in autopilot. Mm. It's the same thing because you'd sung sung that song so many times throughout the week, you just went into autopilot. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't. You, you, yeah, you didn't. You didn't even. You didn't even get a chance to feel it nah not at all and and because of the maybe because of the Valium too yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably that <laughs> that's why I don't remember Thank anything you know. uh, but it, it was it was good like I watched the performance back and obviously I'm going to be my own worst critic um, I, you know I didn't like parts of it and I could have done this could have done that but overall I was I was actually I was, I was happy with it because looking back and I knew how nervous and, and shit I was feeling and you can't really see that it doesn't show unless you really really know me you're kind of like yeah you look a little nervous but not like crazy to the public eye whereas in my head I'm like after the performance I was like fuck I would have looked so nervous then like ridiculous so I was happy to see that result I guess I I suppose on what planet wouldn't you be nervous doing that yeah do you know what I mean like anybody anybody in that situation is going to be nervous bro yeah of course I think think most of the audience can can respect that and kind of understand what you're going through at that time and the coaches prepare for that they know like it's they, they might find one artist out of every hundred that audition who's confident and just like yeah you know yeah, doesn't yeah. care about that stuff but 99 percent of the people that are on there are very nervous which can affect affect their their performance the end of their vocal ability all that kind of stuff so they take that stuff into consideration i'm sure as well um because you, you don't think about those things when yeah. you're on stage you're just going fuck get me off because when because I mean? when you went further through the show mm. um you were in a battle with that guy that had previously been on it and got to the final right <laughs> Guy that, yeah, had all, that yeah. guy that had all the Jack Jackovich, and he actually yeah. won. Um, he won that series that you're on, wasn't he? No, nah, he didn't win that series. He no, nah, he won Australia's Got Talent back in like when he was a kid. He was really young. He actually came first and won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He went for a lot. He went for a lot of mental health issues. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just like like would you know saying earlier. That's it's a massive part of the game. Like in in any kind of um, so when so when, it, or, so when it ended for you. Did it end on that battle? Was that the battle it ended? Yeah, on? it did. Yeah. yeah, so like the blind audition, yeah, got through. Um, I picked guy. I had yeah, I had all four chairs turned, which is awesome. That's the the best case scenario you want because then you've got options to pick who you want. Yeah, I yeah. always had in my head that I wanted to go with guy, so I was always going to pick him. And he turned around first for me, so it was like it just kind of yeah, it all kinda, lined up. Yeah, it all lined up for you. Yeah. Um, so I went through, and then you go through the the knockout rounds, which is they paired you up against two other people from your team. So I versed um. Two of my mates who, are, who I'm friends with now, Mitch and Jesse. So it was us three against each other, singing three different songs from the one artist. So we got given Ariana Grande, and but a different song each, and it was just 60 seconds. So you're up there, you know. Jesse would sing, I would sing, and we just rotate on the stage. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Guy would pick who he thought did the best performance based off what he had taught us throughout that week, yeah. and he actually picked Mitch, the young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that. It's kind of essentially means you know I'll see you later, Critty and Jesse, because he's picked Mitch. But there was all these other things that come into play, like in the, in the show they can save an artist, another coach can pick one of the artists that didn't get picked, yeah, all yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so guy actually used his save button, and so did Delta, and right. they both saved me. So then I had an option to stay with Guy or go to Delta, right? And I probably should have gone gone to Delta, but you know hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um, Stayed with Guy and caused a bit of controversy on the show because there was like a famous quote that I I said, he said something to me, he was trying to pitch why I should stay with him. And then I said, well, why didn't you pick me first? Because he's like, yeah, I really want you on my team. You're, you're like, you're my favorite kind of thing. And I was like, well, why didn't you pick me first? And then the whole crowd was like, ooh, and just started going nuts. And, yeah. and then that quote went on to like, went on air all over the media and stuff. And everyone was like, yeah, 
like good on you for saying that. And I, I stuck with him because it was it was just my gut feeling. So, um, mate, it's, it, it's it's obviously it's obviously right. The what's right for you won't pass you by. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. There's obviously a reason that that happened, and obviously it's took you to this point, and it's going to take you beyond this point as well. And you yeah. look, and you look back on that, and you think to yourself, "Well, actually, that was the right decision." Hundred percent. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no wrong decisions if you learn from everything you yeah. go through in life. I yeah. think I strongly believe that too. And do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, just at the time, you know, you think it's it's just what came to my head. It was just a bit mm-hmm. of fun for me too. I was, you know, just being a little bit of a smart ass, but also like, well, hang on, you know, you you're pitching all this nice shit to me why didn't you pick me first then why didn't yeah, you pick me and then yeah, yeah. save Mitch it's just almost it's almost like an ego thing too you know I was, I was obviously a bit yeah, cut a bit hurt <coughs> over it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day you know the show goes on and I stayed with him and um, the one of the other guys went somewhere else and to go to another team and so then the next round is the uh, the battles which is when you get paired up with one person because your team starts to get less and less the further yeah, you go because yeah, yeah. people go home so uh, it, it was against Jack yeah and to be completely honest with you, man, um, when I got paired up with him, I kind of just took the loss, as bad as that might sound. And I would never, you know, recommend that to people in terms of like how you should a- approach things mentally. But with these shows, it's very different. Like there was a lot of hype around Jack. Everyone kind of knew he was going to go to the finals, and um, they're not all. It's not all legit, you know. There is there is a few things that are, are slightly well, know, staged and stuff. And like, like, like what? <clears throat> I I just seen some things on there that I was like, this isn't right. Like, for example, there was a guy that he sang a song and Boy George was his coach. Boy George was talking. You'd know Boy George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy George was talking to him and saying, oh, you know, I really like this performance with his headset on and then just goes, this is mid-conversation, right? And obviously this isn't on live TV because it's all pre-recorded so they can edit this stuff. And so he's gone, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, I loved your performance. And then um, he grabs his mic and he's like, uh, yeah, but I'm going to go with – and just picks this up. And we were like, what? You were just talking to this guy basically saying you're about to pick him and then you just stopped. It, listen, it was the most obvious thing. Like he, he couldn't have done it any worse and then just picked another contestant. And we were like, they don't show that shit on TV. And when I saw that, I was like, they've obviously got the producers in their ears just saying things like, no, 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 you're talking to the wrong person. You know, you're fucked up here. Or, I, I don't know. Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. that. And so that was <coughs> when I was like, oh, this is a little bit – I already had my reservations about it and – a lot of people do, but then <clears throat> just like the fact that Jack Vichin had come back on the show, I sound like Which, I'm being really uh, salty. Like I'm no, like, no, I don't no, care. But, it's but, just but it's the reality it's, of it. It's the kind. It's kind of reality <clears throat> from it. He was probably scouted for the show. Yeah, like, yeah. You, like you were scouted for hundred percent. Yeah. There's no way he he probably <clears throat> he probably chose to go through the the organic way. No, 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 no way. He, he was scouted as well, and I just there was a lot of like mixed chats and shit going through that that show that people were hearing they're like oh no way that they couldn't do that and i just think like jack was always destined to go quite far because of his name that there, there was probably a contract put in place and you'll never know these are just like assumptions and it is what it is man like at the time i was kind of like yeah it's pretty shit i couldn't give two shits right now i'm just i'm just telling people that this is the reality of those tv shows you got, you got, it's, it's good to see under the hood yeah, of yeah. what goes on yeah and then and then hear about how that affects you ment- how does that affect you mentally after that all that it, at the time, it sucked, man. Like I was, it it got me down a bit. But like, to be honest, I kind of almost prepared for it. So I think I was, you know, somewhat ready for that kind of, um, for that to happen. So I don't think it affected me as much as it could have. But it, it definitely got me down. And that's the things. Like as I was saying, like it's the reality of those shows. That's that's what does happen. But 
You're just, like, a, you, you're just like a, a, a pawn in a chess game. You are, yeah. But you need to accept that, right? I think once you accept that and you can just go, that's all right, like whatever. Because a lot of those people, a lot of people live for those shows. They really want to do well and it can be heartbreaking. But some people just use it as like business opportunities. Platform, yeah. Platform, yeah, yeah. anything, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's like they do have, you know, you their best interest is to help you and to become a better artist and discover and, and do lots of things. But um, and, and you make awesome contacts. And they and they are really they're, they're amazing people. They're really there for you. They look out for you and stuff. And um, I couldn't say a bad word about it. It's just shows are shows. They do a lot of things for ratings. You know, they, yeah, they got to do what they got to do. What's the, best for them? You know the, what I mean? Yeah, they're going to always look after what's best for them, and they're always going to put out the kind of content that's going to get the right engagement for their audience. Exactly. Because they're going for ratings. If they don't get the ratings, they're not going to be able to put it on TV next year. Exactly right. A hundred percent. And that's that year that I did it. They actually were saying that to us. So like, if this this year doesn't go as good as the last year's. We're, yeah. we're probably going to scratch it like X Factor's been scratched for years now Australian Idol left long gone yeah because yeah, yeah. shows because people are getting getting like there's so many of those shows now yeah, yeah. there's too many of them there is yeah. and I think you got I think then they've gone into like Australia's Got Talent and all that kind of stuff those kind of talent shows which allow not just singing but everything yeah they've gone more towards that haven't they I don't even know if that's is that's that not is anymore it, is that not anymore I think it was it might be, man. I don't know. I honestly don't know anymore. I, I thought it stopped last year for some reason. Or was it on? Fucking knows, mate. I don't watch TV. <clears throat> yeah, so, <laughs> mate. I don't. I don't there's either, too much man. negative energy on that stuff, so I don't. Even, I don't yeah. even go near it. But yeah. after the show, then did it was so when you came off it and you and you got away from it and all all the hype had died down because you were talking yeah. about how quick the hype died down. Yeah. So this experience for me was was actually it was an amazing experience. I'm I'm really glad that I ex- experienced what I did, especially for like a a taste for what could happen you know if you you blow up even on a on a bigger scale one day which is what i what i want to do like for for the right reasons i want to become a huge artist with for my own music and stuff i don't care about the fame and shit i did back then i was like oh it'd be so cool to be famous and that after the show there's there's a span of like like one to six months max for me it was probably three four months tops where i was walking down burley with with my ex-girlfriend at the time and you know some friends would go to the pub and I have like people literally lining up to get a photo with me, come and talk to me, and I was like, "This is un- this is unbelievable." I was unbelievable, like, what the fuck? Yeah. you know, it was an awesome feeling, and I was all I, I, I was taught, and I grew up to be quite like you know modest, and I'm a humble person. I'd never, you know, but eventually, it, I think it did kind of get to my head a little bit, where I was like, you know, this is a cool feeling. Never to the point where I was a dick or treat somebody differently, just yeah. it for my own self. And so this was where I went on like a bit of a journey of self discovery and um, personal development and stuff like that, but. It got to me to a point where I was like, this is awesome, this is awesome. So when it did die, I was like, fuck, what's going on? And it left me like depressed. You know, it left me feeling like unworthy, you know what I mean? Like in that that place of, oh, val- I needed that validation from an external source to feel good about myself or to know these things that I already know. And once that was removed from my life, I was like, oh, how do I make myself feel good? So what, how do what, I be what did you turn to in that in that? At that time, I actually, I actually went and got help. I was, I was seeing a couple of psychologists on and off, trying to find what was best for me. I didn't really know what to do. I just knew I wasn't feeling good, and I needed to do something about it. So I tried like breath work, meditation. This, this is actually when I discovered um, Wim Hof. Yeah, 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 and Wim Hof's methods. So I, I started to do that, but not. I didn't do it properly. I did it like on and off, and just kind of did what I thought I, I knew, and it helped a lot. It really did. Um, but I was just seeing. I saw yeah different psychologists. Um, I just was like, I needed to find what worked for me, you know? And eventually I, I learned that it, it was, for me, it was like, so it was a routine. It was waking up and doing my breath work. 
yeah. um, going for a walk or the gym or run or something like that just to, to really release them endorphins. Yeah. Exactly right, man. And it, and I know it's, it might sound like a bit of a cop out because people always say that, but it's like, you tell me a day you feel shit, like really shit. You don't want to leave your house and stuff. You just feel like, fuck this. But you go out and you, you do do it. You go for that run. Like you were saying, just 1%, you feel 1% better. Yeah, That's yeah. better than laying on the couch feeling depressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, and pe- people, people like give up on themselves too, too much. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but it's so true when, you, when, when this is going to hit your ears at the right time if you hear this now. It's like, if you, every time you make a promise to yourself mm. and you don't, and you don't take action on that promise, like I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow at 4 PM, but, but you cancel on yourself. You literally are cancelling on yourself every time. You are literally letting yeah. yourself down. Yeah. Like, because... And what's that doing to you? Well, I'll tell you what it's doing to you. It's... You... You 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 can't trust yourself because you're breaking... You're breaking contracts with yourself. Yeah. So every time you break a promise that you made to yourself, you you, you no longer trust yourself. And if you no longer trust yourself, how can other people trust in you? Fuck. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's there's a some, deep psychology to it. There's some real talk There's a there. deep, deep psychology to it. That's why I I will often go on Instagram and I'll say, I'll say big shit like, oh, I want to do this with a podcast, I want to do this, and I'll talk, I'll talk into into the things, knowing, knowing that people, people will be like, oh, he can't do that, he won't do that, he won't do that. And then I'll go and back it up in a big way, like two or three months later and deliver what I said. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm conscious every time I say something to know that I've got to turn up at a certain point in time, in a certain time frame and back what I've just said. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to remember that as a human being. Every time you make that contract, you've got, you got to back it up. And when the days that you don't, like the day you say, I'm going to go for that 3K run, and then you, 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 you cancel on yourself. Mm. And, then the, and then you do it a couple more times that week. You've just weakened your own resolve. And when you weaken your own resolve, you know, like you imagine, you imagine if a woman's looking at you as a man, right? And you're breaking contracts with yourself. You're breaking what you say to them. Like in terms of like, they see that you don't back yourself. So why would they back you? Yeah. It's some powerful shit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same when you, I don't, even, even when I'm, even, I don't look at what a woman says. I look at what a woman does compared yeah, yeah. to what she says. Yeah. That's some powerful shit. Yeah. That is some powerful shit. There's plenty of women that tell me everything that they think I want to hear in life in terms of what they're doing to develop themselves personally. But I don't listen to what you're telling me. I look at what you're fucking doing. Actions speak louder than because words. Because your actions tell me everything about you as a human being, mm. not what you say to me. Yeah. That's it. Pe- yeah. People people can't hide that. Turn yeah. up. But turn up for yourself. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean. That's that's a big lesson right there. I'm learning. I'm learning some shit right now. Just listening to that man straight up. Like that's some real talk. And and sometimes it needs to be said in a different way from somebody else for you to understand that as well. You know what I mean? So it's you're right though, man. Like going back on that whole mental health journey from when you're on a high to feeling like this. It's it's finding what works for you. Like I remember at the time I was like, I know I'm not okay. I don't feel that great. My life wasn't shit, you know, I just, just wasn't in a good place. And so I was like, what do I need to do to f- to get myself out of here? And I didn't know. And it was like, I, I jumped on Instagram and I was like, you know, post 
I don't know, post shit was like for attention yeah, or yeah, for yeah. that validation to see if, you know, whatever. And I'd be like, oh, today I'm going to do this. And I would post like, oh, down at the beach, I'm doing this, I'm doing, to make myself look like I'm doing good shit when, when I, really, I, I was yeah, struggling, yeah. you know, and I, yeah. that, that's not helping me. And it was that, that like, that external validation that I really, really craved at this, at this pure form is obviously something I lacked as a child. And so a lot of your trauma comes from, from your childhood and, and it really has like, on, I lost my dad to suicide when I was four and that's that's played a massive part of my life and it may not have affected my siblings as much as it had me but for me man I struggled so much to not have to, the the question of why was why was my father not around why did he do what he did um, and I'm never going to know why and I had to yeah, live with that yeah, it took yeah. me 20 years bro 20 years to to of help of my own journey of doing shit to and all the bullshit that I went through and put people through because of me as a person to realize that I'm never going to know these answers. I need to forgive him. I need yeah. to accept what's happened and move on. Otherwise, I'm I'm going to be fucking miserable and angry my whole life because I was I'm such an angry person. Yeah, and, and I because have to, you, because you feel like he's left you. Yeah, but but you there's always three sides to every story. There's obviously like your side and how you feel about it. There's, there's your dad's side and how he, he feels about it. And then there's the truth in the middle. Right. And the truth, the truth is what sets you free. It's like your, your dad was going through a massively difficult challenging time in his life. Mm. And he he was thinking at that particular time, you know, the best option for me is to, is to check out and, and, and whatnot, which is obviously not the best option, but just a, you can only imagine what that man must have been feeling and going through and the upset in himself. Yeah. And he, he, at no point in time, I I solemnly believe at no point in time that he ever wanted to, 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 to let anyone down. Do you know know what I mean? Like he, he, he had, he had his own, he had his own things that he was battling and you can only, you can only, but step into their shoes and kind of try and understand it from, from how they must be feeling in order to process it yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, as I said, it took me 20 years or so to to realize that and to actually understand that and, and, and be able to accept him. it. Forgi- forgive forgiveness, him. man. Forgive forgiveness him, is man. the bravest thing a human can do. 100%, you know what I mean? Man. And when you start forgiving yourself as well is when you really start to, to dive into that growth and personal development. Like I held on to a lot of anger and all these like bottled up emotions where I actually found myself a very open person. I would talk to almost anybody that I had a good relationship with or, or maybe not even. And I was open. I would tell people things. That's just me. But I was actually suppressing a lot of shit that, yeah, I, didn't, that I was unaware of. You know, it was very like subconsciously or, or, or whatever. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm still feeling fucking miserable. I'm still not happy. I'm, I'm angry. And like, again, my life didn't suck, but I, it was like a perception of that. I, I thought it did. And I just... I knew I needed to do something and I was like, it all came back to my dad. It all came back to just, and I was like, I think when I it, learned from that. It always comes back to the mother and father, doesn't it? It does. Like, you yeah. know, I, I had a lot of hangups predicated on the fact that I, I didn't feel like my mum loved me at the time. Mm. Right? So I had a lot of, I had to work through a lot of shit with that yeah. and it affected every relationship I had with a woman up until I started to really box it off, which has been like over the last 12 24 months of constant work breath work meditations seeing people you know what I mean like trying yeah. to really dig deep and understand as a man because here's the thing right in, in in order to get in order to get the woman that you want that you'd like to attract in life you have to you have to think okay what what type of man has to turn up in order to, to be able to have that kind of woman yeah. do you know what I mean in his life yeah. so you have to t- so it's all about what you do and, and your work 
You know yeah. what I mean? The same with a woman who wants a, wants that. If you want that kind of man in your life, it's like, what type of woman does that man deserve? Yeah. Like, you got to turn up as that. Yeah. It's not. It's not either sex's responsibility to turn up in. The, it's like you got first. You got to turn up for yourself and turn up in the best way. And then when you turn up in the best light and in your best self, you will attract that person that you deserve. Predicate exactly. predicate on that. Yeah. And we're all we're all like. I just feel like a lot of people like locally and around the world are, are all out there searching for this like perfect partner that fulfills them it's like no 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 you got it wrong you got to fulfill yourself you got yeah. you got to be that person for yourself and then when you've got that when you've when you've filled your own cup up and and been the light to yourself then you mm. can go and shine that light on someone else you can't do that yeah. until you've done the work well it's it's hard to do that if you're like you just said if your cup's not full because then you're you're trying to give people or deliver things with an empty cup and it's yeah, just not yeah, possible and yeah. i've learned that the hard way and you know what a massive thing that I really have learned over the last kind of I guess maybe five years is I would rather be loved for somebody that I am that I'm not sorry I'm going to say this wrong I'd rather be loved for your true self for my true self than well a lot of people right so I've met I've met like hundreds of people over the last let's say two to three years that are really diving deep into this personal development journey yeah growing getting into the whole breath work, like following, just trying to do the right thing. And I see a lot of people trying, yeah, trying, exactly. yeah, trying, trying. And, and it's amazing. And then I see a lot of people that are like posting stuff and not actually taking Doing, action. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's almost become a trend. And my partner actually said this to me the other day. We, we spoke about it. It's like, it seems to be like a bit of a trend with these things. Like, And it's kind of sad because mental health is a huge, like vital topic. And it's, and it's so crucial where people are like, oh, they just post stuff. It's like a, it's like it's, it's it's an engagement post rather than a, rather than a true reflection of how they're they're trying to turn up. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's that that's what that's why that's why the power of like podcasting and, and video is so powerful because you can see the true authenticity in the content that you're watching. Yeah, rather than yeah. rather that's why that's why we don't edit these podcasts. Yeah, that's why they go out like it's raw content start to finish because yeah. that's the yeah. truth. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And anyone that asks for anyone that's asked for an edit has been cut. Like we've not put the podcast out. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I won't have it. I just yeah. because then we're not, we're not operating in a true in the true light, mm. which is that what this is all about. And if it's, it's all about being congruent with yourself, isn't it? Yeah. So when yeah. so when you've walked into that true light, it's like you'll accept nothing in your whole life because it's not in the true light. It's yeah. like that's why the posts aren't resonating with you. Exactly. And, and so many people, yeah, they are putting out that. All I would say on that is the fact that, like, if that honestly makes you feel better for that minute in time, mm. that's cool. Yeah, but you got to get, you got to be willing to go away from this. Even listen to this podcast, ladies and gents, and just go away and and ask yourself, you know, who do you want to be? How do you want to turn up? You know what I mean? Mm. Is it, am I being my true self? Am I put? Am I doing the things I want to be doing? You know, am I? Acting the acting the way that I want to act, you know. The, the, that whole talk on the true self thing is what I was trying to get at before. I had a brain fart. Was um, I'd rather be hated for somebody that I am, yeah, than yeah, be loved for somebody that I'm not. Yeah. Because I spend a lot of time, um, and like I'm not perfect. I still have moments where I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. And fucking, we all do, bro. Exactly, human man. being, bro. You're a human being. Exactly right. And it's there's such a stigma around it, and it's like uh, there, there was so many moments where I've like. Just not, not. I'm, I don't class myself as a fake person. I, I don't think I've ever been fake, but I've just been unsure. You know, I've confused. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah, trying yeah. to be someone that I thought that I wanted to be, or this or that, and people just absolutely love it. 
but that's not me. And then there's people that go, oh, I don't, when I'm my true authentic self and I do have glimpses and moments where I find that and people just like, oh, you know, talk shit. It's like, oh, well, that's me. Mate, my whole journey in, as a professional boxing trainer was all about external. Mm. When I think back to it, it was not, it, it was all about like, oh, this is what, this is how the world wants me to turn up. Because this 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 is the truth. This is the, like this podcast and everything I'm doing around this and what I'm trying to put out to world. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. But the professional boxing trainer was always like, "Oh yeah, that's 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 like our professional boxing trainer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean it. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean fucking shit, man. Yeah. I've worked at world title level, and when I got to the world title level in boxing, it felt like my ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. It's just empty, bro. Mm. And the re the re the reason is because it it. I was leaning into into what the world expected of me rather than what I should have been doing. Yeah, yeah. and I should have been communi- communicating with the world at a high level and, and trying to help people through voice and and video and and trying to trying to get people to break patterns, flip perspectives in their life. That's what I should have been doing. That should yeah. have been my message, but but it wasn't. It was it was go. It was like post post this picture with these pro boxers with your tops off but that gives no value to the world there's yeah. no value in that no. how many how many lives you changed by that post absolutely none yeah. but they, but you, we might have one person listen to this podcast that, that reevaluates their whole life predicated on something you've said or I've said that can that that, that might go fucking hell I'm hanging around with the wrong people like I don't even yeah. like these people yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing this but I don't even like doing that I'm going out with this chick but I don't I, I don't even vibe her she's just hot yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like all these conversations that need to be had. Mm. That, that, that there's there's so much growth in the vulnerability of being able to talk like me and you are talking right now. Yeah, there's so much growth in that. For, not just for us by by talking it out as men, but by people listening to it, yeah. male and female. Mm. Because mate, let me tell you right, I, and I've not told anyone this yet. Not on socials, not on nothing. I went to a breath work. Um, with the call to con- call to be conscious, boys. Yeah. This weekend, right? And I'll tell the audience this, yeah. Great guys, great guys, <laughs> great guys, man. Rue and Ryan doing a massive <clears throat> job, building a massive movement, and you can see. And I've had them on the podcast. So you'll have listened to the podcast. I was there, right? And one of the exercises was about um, was about this weekend just gone. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. just literally, I was, I was I was I started to tell you, but I, I might as well tell it on the podcast. Like, yeah. might as well might as well might as well give some value, right? Um. Because I fucking cried. This made me cry. It's even tearing me up now thinking about it, right? Mm. There's a part in this... Um, fucking hell, it's getting me. <laughs> there's a part There's a part in... There's a part in... Uh, there's, there's some growth in this, I'm going to say. Yeah. There's, there's a part in in this in this weekend that I did. It was four or five hours of like meditation, breath work, yeah? And it's like... Part part, part of it was like... You had to line up as men and, t- and, and, and take your shirt off and, and be, be, be a vulnerable man. Now, obviously... I'm in all right shape, but some of the lads aren't in aren't in the shape that they want to be in. So obviously, some people are body conscious, some people aren't. But we're all lined up, and the women are looking at us, and and the 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 the, the women out there in the, the room have to to close their eyes, and it's up to it's, it's it's all in a controlled environment, and obviously there's people watching, and it's all about, and you've done a lot of internal work by this point, but it's all about go and show these women. Un- un- uh, like go and uh, like hug them with unconditional love. Mm. Like, hug these women with unconditional love, and you 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 do it. You you go and you go as a man and you you hug into these women with unconditional love in, as part of this breathwork practice and all this kind of stuff. And it sounds woo woo, but until you do it, mm. let me tell you, to see 
women break down and cry like that because they've never felt that much unconditional love in their life that fucking broke my heart bro yeah. like do you know what I mean yeah like and then and then on the other side of the coin the you you as a vulnerable male because you've got your shirt off in the world obviously it's not the same for women obviously they have to come and they have to they have to embrace you and they have to show you unconditional love bro and there's and there's obviously men out there that hadn't received like that kind of attention and that kind of that kind of feeling before yeah and they're out there bawling their eyes out mate and the reason and it's just like and then and then at the end of the whole the whole the whole thing the thing that the thing that the thing that got me the thing that made me fucking cry bro was when the the women were there with their eyes shut and they said now t- tell tell the men in the room that have turned up how you feel predicated on feeling unconditional love and some yeah. of the things that they were saying that they felt as women because they'd because it was like some of the first times that they felt unconditional love and I'm, I'm talking about the, the, there's women in there with like millions of followers on Instagram blue ticks and there's and there's normal ladies and there's older ladies and there's all these kind of you know beautiful souls in this room mate they're not just it's, it's a beautiful group of people but just hearing how they felt as women fuck me bro that like got me man yeah, it got yeah. me big time because that's some real shit, man. That's some real personal development. Yeah. Because most men and most women won't put themselves in a the position to get that kind of growth. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to you have to be willing to have these vulnerable conversations. hundred percent. And it's those those things like you've just done on the weekend, that's those small steps that go the long way. Like like you said, a lot it, the beginning of this it's like woo woo, but it's not. Like when you when you actually when you actually experience this and do it yourself and and just get some sort of understanding on what this this kind of stuff do, does for you on, yeah. on every level man it, it's it's just like it's literally like it's almost indescribable and this stuff has been around since the ancient days you know what yeah. i mean breathwork has been around this isn't just something that wim hof discovered like it's yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. his method to it yes he's got his method yeah but this this stuff has been around for for the begin like since the beginning of time and like what it does to your body like breathwork in particular it's the only way I can describe it is euphoric. It is a euphoric it's, feeling. It's a euphoric feeling that allows you c- to connect with the world on a whole different level. Yeah, and just through breathing, just just through breathing, just you're through not doing anything, you're you, just breathing. You're breathing, yeah, and and you're breathing with intent, and then yep. and then you go into a, a deep translucent type meditation, and it's amazing what turns up in your mind and how you turn up. But the but the reason the reason why most of you should go and experience this is the fact that it's, you need to understand what real human connection is mm. and what real vulnerability is. Because when you understand what real vulnerability is and, and real human connection is to you, you, you will always want that. You'll want that from every relationship that you have. Yep. Because, 100%. because it's like even this conversation, the reason we can have this conversation to, in in the depth that we're having it as two men, which most men can't. Most men is like, oh yeah, you fuck that bird the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's no. There's no value in any of that, bro. There's no value in that. It's just feed it, your it, ego. It, it's just, it's just feed feed the ego, feed the beast, and, and roll around in circles. There's no fucking value in that. No. no fucking value at all. It's sad. But this these kind of deep conversations, which go down, I, I wasn't expecting to go into this today. Were yeah. you? No. Like, no. You know, but it's these kind of deep conversations that kind of open people's minds up to what to what real human connection actually is yeah yeah that's that's the real world for how it should be and and isn't because of 
because of a lot of reasons, but in particular social media, you know, and that was kind of like what we were touching on before, just the whole um, external validation thing. It's, it's, it, a lot of people do it. I'm guilty for it. Um, we've, we've all we've all we've been get we've all been guilty at one point in time of it's, posting it's, it's po- posting posts on Instagram for metrics that do not involve our happiness or or or, or for for ourselves. We we're, we're posting it for what other people think, and we've all done those posts. Yeah, but you don't have to keep doing them. No, you can make a choice not to do that. And I think deep down, people know that it doesn't actually make them feel good internally. It's that whole external thing. It's like, you know, you post a, a photo with your shirt off or, or a chick yeah, yeah. In, in a bikini or undies yeah. and then you get all these DMs and it's like, oh, I think I'm sexy. But you yeah. already know you're yeah, sexy. Yeah, if you're in the mirror yeah. and you look at yourself, yeah. male or female, you know deep I, down within yourself that you're a beautiful person. It doesn't I, matter what shape you are. I kind of, that I, feel, I do feel sorry for a lot of the girls on Instagram at the moment because it's like, because you, you, you know, you're getting 719 likes on a picture of you of your ass and a G-banger. You're, and you you just keep posting that content because you, because that's what's feeding that's what's feeding your fire that's what yeah you know you see the you see the post on the feed and then they and then they share it on the story and they say to tap here to see the new post and they, and that's and that's what gets them yeah but but that it doesn't really when you it doesn't really fill your cup up like you're not get you yeah like you say like just know you you, you can know I understand if 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 you're a professional porn star or you're a professional OnlyFans girl or, and, and that's what you do and that's your career and that's what you want to do, cool. But if you're just someone out there who's not making money off the content and there's mm. no, and you're just doing it to, to, to fill your own likes cup up, so yeah. to speak, yeah. that's, that's a very toxic environment to be in. Super toxic. Because, it's, it's because, all, because all the men you, that you'll attract to your life on the back of posting that kind of content wouldn't, wouldn't be the type of man that you'd probably ideally want in your life anyway yeah, exactly yeah it's kind of it's so so that that's the whole point in the whole point in what me and Critty are saying essentially is the fact that if you put the unauthentic version of yourself out there to the world whether you're a male or a female you you attract everything that you don't want anyway so why wouldn't you put the most genuine content out there to you right in your true authentic voice so that you could attract the like-minded people to you mm. and repel the people that don't resonate with you, yeah. Like if, like if me, if me and Creedy like breath work, but matey down the road doesn't like breath work, and we post it, and we lose him, that he's he wasn't he, he wasn't for us anyway. Yeah. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? If 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 we lose a follower, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And you know what? Can I say something on that? When when you do post stuff, and because I've I've experienced this a little bit lately, um, and and throughout my life, you know, over the last kind of five ten years, but more in particular over the last maybe six months where I would post some stuff where I, where I was posting, let's say, for example, la- at the back end of last year, um, I was working for a mate, content creator, um, not, not a mate anymore. Um, but it, it was a really toxic environment and I wasn't aware of it, but it was just partying, 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 you know, nonstop. And I was posting that all the time. Then when I realized I wasn't happy, like I was truly not happy, I found myself kind of in a hole again and I just needed to get out. I knew what I needed to do. Yeah. So because of my experiences in my past, so... I knew I had the tools. I knew what I could do to help myself, and I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I and I fell out of love with music. Like I took like you know a year off music, and then I found it again, and I, and I loved that. And for me to pull myself out of that place and and realize that was the first step. You know, I accepted it. I, I admitted it. I think that's the first the yeah, first thing you need to do is admit, admit yeah. and accept your you know your own bullshit. And I got myself out of that place and 
started to feel better slowly, slowly. And it's not a, it doesn't just happen overnight. This shit takes time, you know. It's like going to the gym. You're not going to get ripped unless you're eating clean and going to the gym consistently. You don't just yeah, do it yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's it's a you, you got to train it. And I got to the point where I was like, oh, cool, I'm starting to feel better. And so I started posting that kind of stuff, that life, because that was authentically myself. It was genuine. Yeah, yeah. And then I then I get backlash. It's like, you know, you're fake or it's like people going, oh, you don't, just because you're doing breath work or you're waking up to watch the sunrise, you don't need to post it every day. And I and so many things went through in my head. You know, the first thing was my ego going, fuck you, man. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. Like, I'll fuck you up. Like, you know what I mean? And that's just like, that's, but it's, no. it's, it's, it's like, I, I would just, any anyone that gives me any negativity on social media, right? The first thing I do is I'm like, fuck, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I say to myself, I'm, I feel like I'm sorry you're in a place that you have to feel like that internally because mm. that is truly a reflection on how you feel within yourself, yeah. not not yeah. at me because this is nothing to do with me. Yeah, This has nothing to do with me. I've posted this post. You've come on there to show negativity on it. Like at the end of the day, that that's all internal with you. So something within that's triggered you. Yeah, You need to go work on that trigger and, and that's it. But in the meantime... Like thanks for you, thanks for your negativity, but like, I'll just remove you. Yeah, yeah. Don't follow yeah. me, like because yeah. you don't. You don't. Uh, it's not good for you, and it's not good. For, it's not. I. I don't need that in my life. I. I just remove them, bro. And that's where I was coming from. It was like you. So you have options, right? And, and I think as a human being, depending where you're at, your your initial option or thought is or Fight response them. is like fuck you, man. Like let, just yeah. let me be. And then, then I was like, no, I don't. That's my ego. That that's not real. That doesn't exist. I don't need that shit. So then it's like. Well, this is me. This is, you know what I mean? Like, how about I do me, you do you. You focus on you. And one thing I learned was people are going to give you this feedback, positive or negative. Everyone's going to have their two cents. You either do or you don't. And if it's somebody that you you have close to you and they're giving you this feedback, then like you were saying before, maybe they're not, they don't need to be a part of your life if that's how they're going to be. And it is a reflection of them 100%. It's not, it's not your business what people think of you, but it's very easy to be offended and to take it personal when people approach you that way. Because that's a a natural reaction and our instincts for the human brain to, yeah, to go to yeah, a negative thing. Yeah. But the best thing is to take that feedback, good or bad, and just go, thank you. I'll take that, that feedback always. Yeah. And yeah, wish yeah. them, you know, wish just, them the best. Just wish them well and then let's send them off on their way because, yeah. because that, 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 that person is just a hurt, another hurt soul. Right. Yeah. And like, like, like that famous quote is like hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. Heal people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a very famous quote. And it's like, how do you want to? How do you want to be? Do you, but, do, do, but, you want, do you want to be a healer or a hurter? Exactly. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And you know what, Frankie? The the other thing is, if I post something right, or if you post something, let's say I post something and and you don't agree with it, yeah, uh, that doesn't matter. You don't have to agree with everything. Don't have to right? agree with everything. And, and, say, yeah. and the, you might you might be you might be pro something. I might be anti something, but we can we don't have to fall out over it. Not over different beliefs. Not at all. And the thing is, like, if I post something right and it does make me feel good, and and this is kind of like may sound like a little contradiction or whatever when I'm talking about posting, you know, not posting things for external validation. But what if it's not? What if I'm not? I'm genuinely like, I posted this quote or what I'm doing. And it I'm does doing, make you feel good. It yeah. makes me feel good. I couldn't give a fuck who replies. I don't want, I don't want attention. You, I don't want sympathy. Yeah. I'm just doing it because it's me. It makes me feel good. Uh, and hopefully I can help other people feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that makes me feel good, why should, why should somebody in my life have to comment and say like, oh, it's just a trend or this is just fake or, or whatever, you know, and send, yeah, like yeah, I get yeah. message requests, people going like, I got one the other day actually and it was someone like, oh, I love, it was kind of, it was, I guess it was a positive message saying, oh, I used to watch your stuff back in the day and um, 
you look like you were just partying heaps and you didn't really know what you were wanting to do. You were trying to please other people, not yourself. And now that I've seen this new stuff that you're posting, um, it's really like resonated with me and I, I love that and thank you. So it was kind of like, you know, telling me what, what they used to see and they kind of called me out of my own bullshit to be honest and yeah, I was like yeah, yeah, yeah what you know what you just said was actually completely true yeah and, and I like and, I don't and, reply and, and that's and that's and that's a and that's the thing right like the work the the world knows the truth anyway yeah so why wouldn't you just be yourself exactly do you know yeah. what I mean because the work the world sees sees through your own shit really I suppose yeah it's the, the only thing like you know and I, mean? I think at the end of the day if you're doing what you're doing and it makes you happy, it genuinely fills if your it cup lights up, you up and it makes you happy and you're okay and then you get all these naysayers, honestly, like, I know it's it's a, it's a so cliche, but fuck, fuck them, man. If, yeah. if people are saying to you, like, oh, this and that, like you just said before, it's a reflection of that person, where they are in their life and if they don't understand you, like, if it's somebody you know well and they don't understand you or, or know you well enough to know that, then maybe they don't know you at all and they don't need to be in your life because if you're happy, you're happy, man. You focus on yeah. you. Don't worry about these comments and people saying, oh, this. like as soon as you start not giving a fuck about other people's perception of you, your life gets so much better. Like it really 100%, does. 100% man, like 100% agree with you. And yeah, mate, like, you know, it takes takes sometimes until you like, till you get to 30 to find it out. But, yeah. the, but the sooner you can find out being comfortable within yourself and what you like and what you don't like and what you will and won't accept in your life. As soon as you, as soon as you get to that point where you can really find that out about yourself and what that is to you, and it's something else, something different to everyone. But as soon as you find it, you're like, "Fuck me now! Now, now I'm onto something." Yeah. Because now your mind opens up. Now the blinkers come off. Now you're no longer a racehorse looking down a racetrack. You're someone who's actually opened up your peripherals and you you can see more things. You can experience more things, and you can take on other people's opinions and not be offended by it. Yeah, yeah. And there is a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to be learned in me listening to Crudy's opinion on something that I perhaps don't agree with, but just understanding his point of view for a moment to be able to see both sides of a story yeah. or to see a fuller picture than what I'm seeing. Mm. I, when I don't understand something now, rather than battling against it, I want to know from that other human being. I want to I want to understand why they feel that way and I want to understand why they think that way. Yeah. Because yeah. that tells me things that I don't know and there's learning there. So if there's learning there, I want to lean into that. Yeah. Not not battle them on it. I don't want to fucking have a dick swing competition about whether you believe that and I believe this. It's like, okay, cool. And and then I actually ask myself, why do I believe that? Is that something that is, that's been inherently instilled in me since since I was a child or from my culture? Mm. And is what I, is what I believe actually the truth? Or do I have it skewed? Yeah. Because sometimes, as sometimes we have these preconceptions in our life that we've got it wrong, bro. Like we've got it fucking wrong. We've got a complete fucking wrong picture. But we, but we're just so it's such a pattern of events in our life that we kind of just keep going along the track. Yeah. It's, it's amazing when you think about it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here just going fuck. Yeah. It's true though. It's, yeah. tr- it's fucking. It's a true statement, mate. It's a true yeah. statement. Yeah. And a lot of your, a lot of your behavioural traits and patterns and you know, this and that, they all stem from when you were a kid. 100%. There's, there's, this, there's this thing I remember reading, uh, it might have been even through my old psychologist or, or even through, it might have been through Lino actually for men's yeah, medicine, yeah. when we can touch on that even if we if we want. I think it would be great for mental health. Um, I think he said, was telling me, it's like, you know, zero to seven, you learn and develop all these things as a, as a child yeah. and seven to 14 and 14 to 21. So it's like a seven year span. Yeah. Was that right? My math right there? Yeah. And, um, 
and, and in between zero to seven is when you, I think I can really resonate to this. I lost my dad in that time yeah. and I struggled a lot, but I never knew why. I, I, I yeah, couldn't understand yeah, why yeah, at such yeah. a young age I was struggling and really, really battling. And then I got to seven to 14. I started to learn all these habits, I guess, going into school and being around my environment. You know, you're a product yeah. of your environment. And then maybe, you know, like I used to blame my mum for so much shit, like, the reason, the way that I am and the reason I do things and, and, and whatever was because my mum never taught me this or I didn't. And there was a lot of things that she probably could have done better, but I never was, I, I was always focused on that rather than being grateful for the things that she, she did do she, for me. She she did the best that she could exactly. in the situation that she found herself in. She yeah. just lost her husband. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. She was going through her own shit. How yeah. must she have been feeling as a woman? Exactly. But do, you don't understand do, that when you, you're a kid. You don't understand that as a kid, but but you have to go back and understand it now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. mate, I've been through the resentment of, of a mum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For different things. Yeah. It's like when you go back and then you think about, okay, before she had you as a child, she lost a child. Mm. How must that have felt for a woman to lose a child? Okay, now I understand why she's standoffish with me because she thinks, is he going to, is exactly. he going to survive? Yeah. Is he, you know, it, is am I going to come home one day and Frankie's died? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. fuck me, bro. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of nuance in it that you need to understand, but yeah. you, you can't understand, you can't go back and understand it until you're an adult. But the, but if you, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably, you're probably old enough to fuck it. You want more out of life and you want more, you want more from yourself. One of the biggest key things to getting more from yourself is to go back. Yeah. Yeah. now and rather than looking that things that that you know when you lost your dad you might have been what six years old seven years old four, four, four years yeah. right, when you lost your dad you were four years old right you don't understand why your dad's gone you yeah. don't understand that right and obviously there's a lot of mental things that have gone back but now you can go back as like a you know it, 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 your age and, and assess it with with different eyes because you're older and yeah. everyone should i think everyone should do that i've yeah. revisited in the last 24 months a lot of places in my childhood that triggered the fucking shit out of me yeah triggered the fucking shit i've out done of that me. over the last six months bro like like more so deep on a deeper level in the last six months and i've been able to do that with breath work with the help of others and and even down the the road of psychedelics to be honest with you yeah, um, yeah. how was that have you ever done them no nah. man so my whole life i was against psychedelics um I said I would never ever touch anything like that. You wouldn't. You couldn't pay me enough money. Like I'm talking. Put- here's here's a question then on on that. You say you're against psychedelics, and I would I would have said uh, through my childhood I was against psychedelics, and I've never yeah. done psychedelics. But let me ask you. Let me ask you. Why were you against psychedelics? Because it was instilled in you, right? That they were wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. That drugs are wrong. Yeah. This is the thing. Taught. It's a le- it's a learned thing. Yeah. How many things in life do we have an opinion on right now? That we don't know fuck all about. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Do you know why I'm not against them now? Yeah. Because I know because you know about fuck, it. Because you know a lot about <laughs> yeah, it. Right? Yeah, I fucking lot about it. Yeah. And I, I done my own research, and it, it's also like a mindset thing. Whatever's been instilled in my mind as a kid to now, I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit, I get a bit paranoid. I get in my own head. Am I gonna? Is this gonna have all these like negative I, I wanna, thoughts? I want to try like, it, bro. I want to try it, it. It's bro. So like. Because it's a natural. It's not like it's. It's not like it's unnatural. Like you, you brought up thinking drugs are bad, but it's not. But this is like psilocybin. Psilocybin mushrooms. Psilocybin. Yeah, but it's natural. It's it's, the most natural. It's a a medicine. Do you know why it's frowned upon? It's because the media can't make money off that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those pharmaceutical. They they don't make anything. So it's. Yeah. They put out to the the public that 
oh, these people get on these bad trips and go crazy and shit. It's like maybe people that take like four tabs of acid and then they're in a bad place. And yeah. like, it's and, there's and, so many things that play and, a part and, of it. And like, these people are always at a festival when they're doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. They're not going to learn about themselves no. in a controlled environment. Like, and, you they, know and, they, and a lot of these people are like, yeah, it, we, I won't even dive into that. It's it's just negative stuff. And that and yeah. if you're in a negative like mind frame. Then you're gonna have neg- you're gonna have negative a negative outcome. experience. But exactly. if you go if you go there if you go there with an open mind, I presume it's different. Tell me 100%. about your experience. So I I started I started opening my eyes to it more when I started doing breath work and 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 just like it kind of came to my attention and I was like still just like nah nah you know had that yeah, yeah. ego thing about me and I was like no 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 I was scared. I literally all it was was fear for me. That's what I discovered. It was fear. It wasn't like a oh yeah I was just scared and that was it really. And so I started doing my own research. I watched a lot of you know Paul Stamets. No, I don't. So he's like probably the leading researcher on cybersilin in the world. Like he's massive, bro. He's like the dude's. He's the goat, and he does a lot of stuff for like Joe Rogan. So I watched all his podcasts and just did my own research. I probably spent like sixteen to twenty hours worth of watching YouTube videos and researching articles and this and that. Yeah. And then there's a really interesting um, Netflix documentary called Fantastic Fungi, which I encourage everybody to go and watch if you're against mushrooms or not. It doesn't matter. Watch it. It's amazing. Um, it goes for about an hour. And after watching that, that kind of summed everything up for me that I just researched over the last few months into one documentary. And I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I want to try this. So I actually started microdosing, um, which is like literally like a fifth, a fourth of what you would take to before you would, you know, go on a trip. And the ex- what I've been experiencing with this is amazing. Like well, you don't. So, so, so right, is, that, is that that company in Byron Bay? Life cycle. No, is so that- that's not microdosing. A lot of people think it is. It's like those are like the extract from the mushroom, and right. it, they. It, I, I guess it's kind of microdosing in a form, to be honest. Yeah, but it's you actually it's mean different. you actually mean microdosing microdosing on the hallucinogenic on on the magic mushroom. So yeah. I have like a bunch of magic mushrooms, and I just put a, a small amount into my drink every morning. So it, I get the benefits from it, but not a trip. I don't. I don't. You know, nothing happens. Nothing really changes. All it does for me. That there's like three really good benefits. One is the colors and the sounds just uh, enhance that. They're like heightened. You feel yeah. it, it's just amazing. It's really beautiful. The second thing is you feel really, really happy. Like you just, you can't really explain it. You just feel good. Yeah. And the third thing is it's the focus. I get really creative. I wrote a song with my friend the other day, Joel, my business yeah. partner, yeah. in about an hour. And it's probably going to be the song that I release. And it is a fucking banging, bro. Like and yeah. that, just from that. And I wasn't tripping. It was just... The, f- the creative flair bro it's it's amazing and so I, I do that is it is it something you can buy from a shop or do you have to buy it illegally well I think it's I think they're still cl- illegal yeah because of because of what they are and the name they have you go and pick them people go and pick them you get them from cow droppings you go and pick them out of cow shit that's literally where you get mushrooms from Okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah I, I, I get them off a friend but yeah. a lot of people go and pick their own and yeah you just it, I, so I haven't done I've kind of done a full trip but not not enough to be like sending me to another dimension yeah so most people have like one to two grams and that will you'll have like a bit of a trip and you'll a lot of this is kind of what people call it like a healing or a spiritual you can't have a balcony when you have a trip go can you i I probably wouldn't not (laughs) probably not a good idea i'd I'd probably end up thinking i could fly and fucking jump on this yeah Yeah. (laughs) a lot of people go out into nature like that's where you want to be on the beach like when i did it i did it with my partner we we went on the beach we kind of fucked up because it was locked down there's cops around and we were pretty paranoid because the cops it was just it was silly but we laid there and we kind of got like maybe three quarters of a full trip 
and the colors, like the sky, they they just brighten up, bro. It's like it's like getting your phone and turning the brightness up. That's yeah, what it's like. Yeah, yeah. And we could hear everything. The Does clouds it hurt. Does it hurt or anything? Like, no, nah, no way. No pain or anything. No, bro. All we could take from it was the most beautiful experience. Like, so it actually unlocks all these neural pathways in your brain. That's what it does. Yeah, it yeah. releases things. It helps people heal because they understand a lot of things from their childhood, their trauma. Like, there's crazy benefits. Like, people fully change from this stuff. And what I learned was like, it made me so present that now when I'm just like, if I go for my morning walks, I'm looking around and I'm just like, I appreciate the beauty of everything. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. We went on, we were at the beach and we went for a walk and we were just like, wow, just looking at everything going, this is fucking beautiful. Like, and we weren't like tripping out of our head. We were still able to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and, and so you, you, you really have to know how much you're taking though. Do you know what I mean? Well, there becomes a, a dose called like a hero dose, which is like four to five, six grams and above. And that's when I think people start seeing like geometrical shapes and they go into like another dimension. That's when it's like a, it's like mythical. <laughs> people, but people have like life changing experiences on this shit. Imagine, like, imagine me taking the wrong dose and I'm seeing yeah. a, I see a fire breathing dragon and burning heads. <laughs> you're doing a podcast and you thought you had a micro dose and you're like, bro, your face. Fuck you know, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, of course you've got to do these things with, with caution. It's like anything in life. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to make sure you know what you're doing and um but but in terms of the microdosing thing like anyone can do that it doesn't change you it, it doesn't affect you in, in any way like that you just yeah. those three things that i said you feel really good you're focused i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get some uh some mushrooms off your mate dave <laughs> <laughs> sorry dave <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah dave don't worry we got you <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing bro and it it literally the science behind it you, you do your own research anywhere it helps cure and and to, and like stop depression, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. It's it has for years, bro. It's it's amazing, and you can understand why because you feel really happy on it. Like I went to the gym the other day. I was training with my partner. This is actually the first week I started microdosing. It was a couple months back now, and she she looked at me, and I remember her just looking at me, going, "What are you laughing at? Smiling at? Or something like that?" And I was like, "Well, I was." It's in between my set. I was just sitting there like catching my breath, and I was like, well, "What am I?" She goes, yeah. "Yeah, you just got like a big smile on your face," and I was like. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize. Just looking around the gym, the colors were nice, yeah. and like you know, you just feel really good. And that's that's that's, can, that's so so. When you do mushrooms like that, do you, can you microdose every day for your whole life? So you could, yeah. So the thing is, there's a lot of different methods. And this Paul Stamets guy that I was telling you about, he has his a couple of methods where you can microdose at a higher dose. So like, say you were to have like half a gram, yeah, um, and you do that every three days. So just once every three days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, slightly less, which is what I do. I have about. Point two, point three, and I do that five days on. So Monday to Friday, then I'll have the weekends off. I bet it helps you dream like a motherfucker too. It does, bro. It does. I mix that with the life cycle lion's mane, a lot of those products. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And bro, it's like you go into these deep sleeps and like I've asked, oh. I've asked them boys to come on the podcast. Um, I think his name's John, isn't it, John? John. Yeah, I yeah, think so. One yep. of the owners. Yeah, yep. I've asked him to come on the podcast. Um, yeah, bro, get them on there. It's yes, yeah, they'll, they'll blow your mind with some yeah, of the stuff they know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I only know. You know this much. Um, so, um, what does what do you find you get from that lion's mane stuff? What what kind of so they all have different benefits. Lion's mane is a really it's good for like cognitive um, function for your brain. So it's really good for a lot of people use it for dreaming. <clears throat> a lot of people use it for focus. So people have it in the morning, and it kind of helps them focus. Depending on what they do for a business or whatever throughout the day, helps yeah. me with my creative side. Like I definitely, if I'm in the studio after I've had it, or I'm doing music I stay so I got, I got attention span of a goldfish yeah, when I'm in the yeah. studio doing something I'm just focused put my phone away I'm I'm rehearsing I'm doing this or whatever it may be whereas if I don't do it 
I, I, I can tell. I, I know that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know straight yeah. away. So and it's not it's not even expensive, is it? Like a few hundred bucks, and you get like five different ones, don't you? It's so good, bro. There's a there's another one called um, Cordyceps, and that's like kind of used for energy. So I don't drink coffee. I've never been a coffee person. So I'll have that in the morning, and it gives me my energy. Like I could wake up and feel, oh fuck, I probably could have slept a little bit longer. And I'll have that, and then within you know twenty minutes, half an hour, I'm like I'm buzzing. I feel good. And it's not like as in like. I've had pre-workout. It's like a natural, so you know, nat- you just yeah, 100% yeah. So bro. it works in tune with your body rather yeah. than rather than like it's been bolted on. It exactly. just works with you. It's it's good. And then there's this other ones for like your gut health, you know, your skin and your nails. There's all different, the, all these different mushrooms do yeah, have different benefits yeah. for you. And these all come from the ground. These are all things that have been around since yeah. the beginning of time. I know, and they've been demonized because it's easier to sell someone a pill yeah. than it is to sell something something that's natural. Yeah. But like all all the all the the things in the world that that will fix your health and fix you internally and fix your mindset are all natural things that've been passed down for thousands of generations. Meditation, breath work, mushrooms, all these kind of things. They're yeah. all like naturally available. You can go you, you know like you say you can either buy the mushrooms off your mate Dave or you can go and pick them out Good of old p- Dave. pick pick Pick, pick them out of a field kind of. yeah. but like they're still natural like people got to understand like the, the we as a society and as children we were taught to demonize things that are actually better for us than the things How that backwards we, is that yeah bro? like we, we we would happily have a coca-cola that's worse for you than mushrooms yeah like it's true though it's, so it's, it's fucking true yeah it's fucking true like coca-cola yeah. is worse for you than mushroom it's the number one do you know what it is in coca-cola sugar it's the biggest killer in the world bro like yeah. anything sugar like uh, if you if you know your shit, you know what I mean. And this is why I loved being able to go on this journey. And it, like I haven't even been on this journey for long. It's, it's only going to get better and better for me of yeah. of going down the psychedelic road or cybercillum, whatever you want. Like I haven't explored into um, like LSD or anything like that. I probably would never go down there. Maybe not right now. But I said that about mushrooms, and look where I am now. So yeah. um, <laughs> you're a full on <laughs> mushroom addict. <laughs> and then give, I'll come back Fuck on the podcast in six months, honestly, and I'll be like, nah, "Hey, bro, you want a tap?" No, nah, no, nah, like, mate. Honestly, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I definitely want to try psychedelics. Yeah, because because I've never done drugs, but I think that if I am gonna do one. That is the kind of drug I want to do because that's a natural drug. I'm not. It is. I'm not exactly going to be, ever become a cokehead. Like, does, I can't. I because that's just not the type of thing that I would fucking get involved with. But there's no benefits on that, that either. That, that, that's like, that's that to me just says that you're insecure and you want to get away from something. Whereas, yeah. whereas mushrooms tells me you want to know something more deeper about yourself. And this is what psilocybin does. It it unlocks this like the perspective on life so it changes a lot for you that's why a lot of people yeah, say yeah a lot of my mates that have recently done it or done it for a couple of years on and off or whatever they yeah. say they don't their biggest thing is they don't sweat the small shit anymore it's kind of yeah. like yeah whatever their perspective that they're, they're able to tap into themselves and go back into their childhood and and yeah. fix problems understand problems which is honestly why i wanted to to step into this because of my trauma my childhood a lot of things that i've suffered from that people don't understand or people don't want to understand or even i don't want to understand so that's why i have chosen to do this for myself and the benefits so far have been fucking amazing, bro. You had um, uh, Mitch, Mitch Orville on yeah, this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's a good mate of mine, and he actually kind of helped me through um, making a decision to feel comfortable with with mushrooms as well. I see. He's, love, he's doing mushrooms. A lot of them, a lot of the boys do just a microdose, and they sometimes do you know their own like ceremonies and stuff where they they do like a full yeah, a full yeah. thing. And like it's, Mitch, Mitch has been on. And if you've not listened to that podcast, go and listen to the Mitch Orville podcast because Mitch has been on a hell of a journey. And and uh, I've I've met Mitch at different points in time. Obviously, the point in time he's at now, and the point and the point in time when he was at his old self, and he, and and the new self, 
and the way he's recreated himself in his current environment is an incredible change for a young man to make and I can't say enough I can't speak more highly of him for doing it yeah and this is another thing as well like I was saying this this about to you I think before the podcast it's like um, you got to understand right that some people say 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 Critty was coming here today some people might say oh yeah I don't like that Frankie boy Mm. I knew him two years ago he's a wanker it's like I was saying to Critty, right? It's like, in 30 days, if I change at 1% daily, I'm a totally different fucking human being in a month than I was the, the month before. It's like human... Everyone says human beings can't change. They fucking can if they decide to. Yeah, You can really change your life if you decide to change it. But it's like, you have to be... It has to be... A, you wanting to change your life. Yeah. And Mitch Lawville is a perfect example of a man who's gone fucking from one end of the fucking spectrum to the other end of the fucking spectrum. Yeah. And and I, when I see him get some hate on social media or someone post a negative comment or fucking send him a negative DM, I'm like, those, those people are just people that followed him for the old Mitchell that was years ago yeah. and are just throw, are throwing shade on him now yeah. like the man's the man's a totally different person to the person that you knew right then Get, yeah. just cut him some slack yeah and, and and back then he was doing a lot of you know funny pranks and he was living that like you know on his on his old man and that yeah. was, it, was all, it was all funny prank content and so that was the the audience that he like, he, that he yeah, got from that yeah, and yeah. so when they see him on this like spiritual journey and he's actually changing he's becoming a really good person he's trying to do good just things to good, help other people just a good human mate like, yeah. we're, we're people all, hate it they hate it. Yeah, people. Pe- yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually, sad, sad thing to say. More people, more people can. It just pulls out all these different haters. But once you cut, once you start getting rid of them, getting them off your, off your list, and all this kind of stuff, and start clearing all that shit out, start moving yourself away from it. There is a lot of people that actually do resonate with it, mm-hmm. and it's more, you, more real. More real people resonate with it. It's pe- yeah. people that are willing to deal with their own shit mm-hmm. resonate with it, and people that haven't dealt with their shit will judge. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like two years ago, mm. I'd have probably judged you for doing mushrooms. Yeah, because I had a different. I, I was a different. I was a different fucking guy. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. I had, there's so much stuff that I hadn't approached then. So I was. Ev- I was more. I wasn't as open minded to other stuff because yeah. my mind was like this, and I, and and I'm working every day to bring my mind out wider and wider and wider, so I can so I can get more perspectives on on everyone's opinion. But you have to be willing to do the work to get the bigger perspective, so that I can understand your point of view on mushrooms. So yeah. that now I can say, "Oh, maybe I'll try that then," yeah. because I can understand it. Yeah. But if I don't give you a chance to speak about it because I've got my own pre-decided opinion from when I was a child, like my dad says, "Don't do fucking drugs, Frankie." He said, "Don't do drugs. Mushrooms are fucking plant, but yeah, everyone classes it as a drug." Yeah. So they put that connotation in my head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like old. It's like old school, man. It's like mm. you got to be open up, open to 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 seeing it all, all and, and, it, and it makes you feel more comfortable too like exactly what you're saying two years probably not even two years a year ago for having this conversation with you and, and you were talking about psychedelics or mushrooms or whatever I would have been like I'm not interested and that's such a like, like closed minded comment to say it's like but why you know what I mean yeah. like why not like you, you, uh, mate there's so much stuff on this podcast that we've talked about that this is the reason I don't do question and answer podcasts mm. because you. This is deep. This is like a lot deeper stuff. Like then, then yeah. you, yeah. you can't plan this shit. No, I didn't know I was going to be talking about mushrooms. I didn't. No. Know I, was, I didn't know we were going to talk, go into depth and mental health and fitting in and fucking posts and all this, all this stuff that we've, we're, we're uncovering through through going deep. And 
you you you'd, you uncover it because you're fucking fully present as well. Yeah. Like yeah. Like when when me me and you are, are like present in the conversation. Mm. I was I was I was I was someone was telling me the other day that eighty percent of your fucking entire day is spelt spent thinking about the past and the future and neither fucking exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like you've not even. <laughs> so true. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you could just spend that whole time being completely present and grateful in that moment. Yeah. Again, sounds woo woo, but when you fucking get what I'm talking about, and when you line up with what I'm talking about, you'll, like, you, you'll have a fucking way better life. Yeah. Because you'll stop putting yourself all that external pressure on yourself, and you stop judging yourself. The day yeah. you stop judging yourself about your past is the day you free yourself. Yeah. Yes, you made a mistake. Yes, this thing happened to you. Yes, that didn't work out. Whatever, forget about it. Mm. Times have changed. It's led you to where you are, and it's going to lead you to where you got to go to. Yeah, do yeah. you know what I mean? It's a powerful thing when you think and, about and it. And isn't it funny how everything that's um, woo woo or you know you're against is it's it's that way because until you understand it or until you choose yeah, to understand it or you open your mind. It, yeah, like except if going back on psychedelics and stuff. It was to me, I was like, woo woo. This, you know, you're in your own little world, and then when you understand Man. it, you're like, fuck, that is amazing. It's like, hang on. Just before you were judging me as like I was some weird outsider, and it's like, mate, look, listen to me. I've never done a psychedelic, right? Mm. I've got no experience in it, but I'm listening and I'm learning, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm open to the I'm open to hearing what you've got to say about it. Yeah, uh, there's no judgment here about it. It's like yeah, cool, you it. do that. Cool, tell me about that. Then tell yeah. me about that. Give me more information. Like, I want to understand that. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking say, oh yeah, and have an opinion on something I don't know about. Yeah, and I'll always encourage you know anyone that's listening to this. You've got to do your own research. Of we're, course. we're not we're not telling everyone to go and microdose it's, on. It's on, not on, advice. It's, it's not medical it's, advice. It's, it's, we're not giving no medical advice. Don't sue me for that fucking shit. Like <laughs> seriously, I'm trying to help you, but it's just I'm just it's just it's just all about having an open mind to other. That's possible. what this conversation is about. This this, yeah. this this conversation today was meant to happen for me and you to allow people to open their mind up to conversations that they probably should ha- be having in their own lives yeah. with different people in their lives. Simple exactly. as that. Yeah, and that's probably yeah. what the message is today. It's like that's as simple as it is. Yeah, I mean, just just to, before before we before we obviously depart this, like just give give people an insight into what into what you're doing now musically and stuff. It's like what's going on in your world now? Yeah. So at the moment, I'm I've, I've recently just formed a, a duo with one of my good mates Joel Adams incredibly talented probably he one of the on most the X talented yeah yeah years and years ago back in 2012 and um, then he, he moved to LA lived over there and was working with Ryan Tedder the lead yeah. singer of One Republic um, probably the best songwriter in the world to be honest Ryan Tedder so Joel's got a lot of experience through him and he's brought all that knowledge back and just working with him is fucking incredible bro like I've, I've never met someone as talented as him like yeah. he, he he can write he write like 15 songs in a day and they're do you all reckon, bangers do you reckon you boys will, will write more for other people than, than perform yourselves he will he will definitely um, I'm not so much a songwriter myself I can write songs but like you're either one or the other it's very yeah, rare yeah, you can yeah, find yeah, someone yeah. who can sing and songwrite yeah, like Ed Sheeran yeah, can Joel yeah. Adams he can bro yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. rare so um we, yeah, so we formed a duo and we just do a lot of like weddings, functions, you know, a few private, we do a lot of work together um, and it's good, it's good fun, we, we, we work really well together, we have a lot of fun and um, that's pro- that's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment uh, and then I have, you know, my my own little so- solo gigs and stuff that I do here and there um, but as for an artist, I'm, I'm in the mix right now of writing some songs, I want to release an EP um, 
by the end of this year. Yeah. I, I said that last year and I haven't, so I want to make sure it's this year. But I also want to make sure yeah, it's me. You, it's you perfect. Keep, you you keep, know, keep that promise to yourself, though, bro. Exactly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Keep that promise I, to yourself. I want to make sure I'm ready, too. I don't want to just go, I want, you know, that's why I don't put a time frame on it. I'm just like, by the yeah. end of the year, I, I should yeah, have it all done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I want to. And we've got some stuff in the, in the pipeline that's going to be amazing. So um, I want to release, the, like, my EP is going to be, you know, four songs, probably two songs that are like, you know, me talking about basically like my relationships with people or, or just me as a child growing up, just really that deep shit that people can relate to. Yeah. And then I want a couple of like happy, positive songs where it's like when I broke through that and this is the outcome. Yeah. So yeah. I want the like, best of both worlds. So, so the EP is a journey. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and people yeah. can relate to all, all part of that. And if yeah. they can't, they will when yeah, they get yeah. through their shit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's what, I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, and, and just, just working, just working hard and, and getting more experience under my belt, doing more gigs, um, setting myself up. And this is what, this is what it's like as, as a as a musician because it's like the same with Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran was singing outside of banks in the UK and Norwich and and doing the hard yards and 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 just putting it in. It's like that that that's that's the point in time you're back to now. You know what I mean? You've been on you've been on The Voice. You've been on this other talent show. You've done this. You've done that. You've had some some forms of success there. You've yep. come off the back of it. Now you've got to go find your own path again. Yeah, exactly. And and when the world opens up, you'll probably change countries and do do something abroad as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll be opening to open to um, collaborations. Always am anywhere, but I want to, you know, this this couldn't be at a better time to be honest. That I work on myself, my own music, and really develop who I am as a person, not just an artist as yeah, well. Yeah. Over the next like six to eighteen, twenty four months. When when the world does kind of become somewhat normal again or whatever happens and we can travel and do shows and stuff, I'm more than ready. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, you've yeah, had yeah. this opportunity for two years to be ready. Why are you not ready? I want to make sure I'm ready. You know but, what I mean? But, but the thing is, what people got to understand as well is like the weddings and all that, all the functions and all the, and all the like the, um, when you play at the Star Casino and stuff like that. Mm you're just compounding reps and experience exactly. singing your own songs, doing covers, doing this, doing that, being practice, versatile. Practice, practice, practice. So you're, you're practicing the art of being an artist, yep. right? That's what you're practicing the art of. Mm-hmm. It's like people people get it twisted that um, they, they're not going to do weddings and they're going to do this. It's like, no, no, no. When you're an artist, you just got to write and, and perform. Yeah. And wherever that happens, if that happens at weddings and that's what you've got to do to get to the next level again, you do yeah. that. It's those one percenters. They all add up. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan always said that he was so successful because he failed so many times over and over and over. He hit the game-winning shot because he missed so many game-winning shots. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. And I know, again, for some people, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, woo-woo, cliche, whatever. But it's the truth at the end of the day. The reality yeah, is yeah, yeah. you put in the work, you will be the best at what you do eventually. And, and Kobe Bryant, before he passed away, said it too. He's like, you should be in the gym if you're a basketball player working on your craft if you're a musician whatever it is your podcast yeah, 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 yeah. two hours at least two hours a day some people yeah. say four every single day yeah three months time what are you how good are you going to be at that 100%. six months five years you know what i mean it's like if you're just working on on if i'm just singing practicing in my in my rehearsal room for one day a week for an hour that's yeah. i'm missing out you know what i mean and in, in a year's time i'll be a little bit better but it's you got to put the work in how's about this right this this will this will sum it up for people on that point you talk about practicing every day. It's people reach out to me on Instagram. They're like, "Ah, oh, Frankie, how did you get so confident on on camera? How did you, you know, get confident talking on podcasts? All this stuff." It's like, well, one, I'm doing the reps on the podcast. But it's mm-hmm. like, even when we were on the way up in the lift, right? 
and there's that older lady sitting yeah. at the back of the lift, quiet yeah. as a mouse, right? And I sat and I, and I made a conversation with her mm. because one, I've made her feel included in the world, and she might not have talked to anyone that whole day, yeah, because she might have been ignored all day. So one, I've connected myself with another human being, and the truth of the matter is, it's about have it. If you if you want to get better at talking. Have more conversations with more people from different fucking backgrounds. I love that, bro. I actually thought you knew her. So I didn't. That's 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 awesome. That's beautiful. No, that no, was... but, but 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 bro, she she's she's in her eighties, bro. Mm. Right? She no one might speak to her for the whole fucking day. Yeah, because yeah. we're all too fucking busy thinking of ourselves. And she was almost shocked when you did too. Like how good was how nice was that? She was yeah, like, oh. I, was, I was like, how's your day? Like, what are your plan? Like, just just try. Yeah, but yeah, it's like why w- when you have the opportunity, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like me and you were talking, and I didn't want to ignore her. Yeah, because she is another human being in that lift. Yeah, and I just, I just, it's it's like, but that's, but but for every reason, I did that for 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 inclusion of her. On the other side, the on the other side of the coin, what do I get back from that? One. I feel better because I've 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 I feel better because I'm feel like I've made a, a dent in like made a day so to speak. Yeah. But you sh- I'm also sharpening my conversation sword because I've had to start. I've started a conversation with an 80 year old woman. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I'll start a conversation with a 21 year old geezer in the lift, and I'll start a, a conversation with a 35 year old woman at the checkout. Mm. Just, just because because that's sharpening the sword of communication, right? Yeah. You've got to be able to communicate with all different areas of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, and, and that's, that's, that is the honest answer to the questions that I get in the DMs. It's like, how do you become a better communicator? Have more conversations. Do it. Yeah. Do, how do, do you get more. better at singing? Do more weddings and, and, and do more Sing things. More. Sing more. Sing more. Perform mm-hmm. more. That's why you're at the casino. And on that, like literally going off the back end of that is the, like that whole repetition thing. I, I, I probably didn't want to do the voice at first because as I said, it judgment. Was judgment. It was fear. I was scared. And that's it. There's no, I, I can, I can beat around the bush all I want and bullshit anyone. It was that. And I was like, well, I'm only going to get better if I just throw myself in the deep end. And I do that with everything I do. I, that's how I operate. Not everyone does. So I was like, fuck it. I went on the show. I talked in front of camera. I, you know, you have to speak in front of cameras. You speak in front of people. You have to sing, perform. I hated it. It was like, because it, it like, it crushed me. I was like, I'm so anxious, but it made me so much better as a, as a result. You know what I mean? And yeah. I only got better because I did these things. And I was so, people just go, oh, and People know they're going to get better at things the more they do it, but they don't want to because it's a it's a fear. Fear holds everyone back, but you are only born into the world with two fears. Yeah, and it was the it's the fear of you're scared of the sound. I think it is. I can't remember what the other one was. Probably That's, the fear of death. Maybe yeah. I, I remember reading this the other day. I probably should have got that down pat before I come on the podcast <laughs> and try and drop a quote. But it's it. I know it was sound and something else, right? Yeah. Everything else that you develop in your life is is, is, is all based upon other people's other people's things that are inherently taught to you, and, and it's in your head. Hundred percent. It just goes bro. to show how powerful your mind is. Where you can hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. If you if your if your dad berates you since you were a kid, you'll always feel like you've got to prove something to the world. Yeah. And it's only when you start doing the work when you're a little bit older and start to understand your true self that you'll probably realize you need to remove that kind of stuff out of your life and it's like those little patterns those little patterns yep. mate honestly if this co- if this conversation um doesn't impact a f- quite a number of people's lives i would be fucking shocked Look, i'd be and, fucking shocked and and just before we finish i want like this is yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. back to where we were yeah i like as a kid right everything that happened to me like i didn't have it 
I didn't have a terrible life, you know. And I'm, but the thing is, you can't compare yourself to everybody's life. Like somebody might be living in Africa with no water, and like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, that yeah. sucks. That's yeah. probably the worst thing. The point is, everyone goes through their own battles, and you have your own your own struggles as a kid growing up and, and whatever for me it was it's it was losing my dad it was all these things and i had abandonment issues as a kid and i yeah. still do i had rejection issues all these kind of things abandonment was my biggest thing and until like, i blamed my dad for it i blamed my mum. Mm. and one thing i, I learned and i actually learned this from gary v mm. he says it too he's like it's it's not it's actually not bad to blame your parents because your parents can be the blame for why you are the way you are they, they taught you these things yeah. but you are responsible for, for your actions moving yeah. forward you are responsible for how you feel yeah. what you do how you treat others how you change things yeah. not your parents yeah. you can blame people and be like fuck my mum never taught me manners my mum never taught me how to save money yeah, cool. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. truth right then yeah she's yeah. to blame but you're responsible for fucking going and, and learning how to do that now not Fuck her yeah. you know yeah. what I mean and that's the thing that I'm starting Step to learn more it. and more like I've got these issues and as we all do and I've got my pros my cons I'm responsible for, for me and me only and I've got to yeah. stop blaming people I've got to stop I've got to stop with this I'm hurt because of this and this and this yeah that might be the reason why but I, for me to be a better person and to move forward and to help myself, to help others, and to make you know really put that the mark that I want to on people's hearts if, on on this planet, I I am responsible for what I do and I need to acknowledge that and and take action. It's yeah, it's, it's that it. simple. I love it. You know mate. what I mean. And on that on that, if you could leave, if you if you just had to leave like one piece of advice into the world, like if you're checking out today and I had to leave one piece of advice before we step off this podcast. And it, and it, and it, and it's to, and it's to leave through the generations. What would you say to them? I feel like I just summed it all up. I, I know, I know, but I know, but like, yeah, um, like if you pinpoint uh, it, if you really, uh, if honestly, it. my biggest thing is, um, is to is to is to be kind. That's the biggest thing that I have learned. I was I was about to say something different then, but that just came to me. That's what yeah, made me yeah. is to be fucking kind because you don't know what anyone else is going through. Big or small, you can make somebody's day. No matter how fucked up you are, or or, or whatever's going on in your life, be kind because it, it's just it's so easy and it costs nothing. And that's 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 I've learned that the hard way. I've I've dealt with my own shit and I've just dealt with it negatively and been angry. And that yeah, was my only yeah, yeah, yeah. outlet. You know what I mean? But what I've learned is people that are going through their own shit and they apply empathy and then they're kind to me. They could be battling the worst thing you have, you you yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, indescribable yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah. The, uh, to be able to show that kindness and be be kind to somebody, it's it's such a good trait. Like you can just be having the worst day, but you just know how to be kind to somebody. Yeah, man. And you and you, like I said to you all, right? I say to you all now. Every day you wake up on this planet, you get to choose how you want to be in the world that day, how you want to turn up, who you're gonna be how you're going to impact the world, whether you're going to be positive, whether you're going to be negative, whether, you, whether you're going to empower someone or disempower someone. Every time you have a conversation with any other human being, you never leave that person the same. You always leave them better or worse for meeting you. You never leave that person the same. So always remember between every conversation, you are leaving someone better or worse. Make sure 90% of the time you're leaving them better and I think you're going to make more of an impact in the planet. Hundred percent. I think that's. I think that's. That's the simplest thing I want to say on that. Right. I just want to say, guys, thank you so much. If you've got this far in the podcast and you've listened to me and Critty, I hope we've dropped some absolute fucking bombshells on your ears today. If you can do me a favor, yeah, message Critty, message me. Let let me know how. Let us know how how that podcast went for you. Hope that hit your ears at the right time. 
I hope there's some stuff in there that you've resonated with. If you can share this on social media, if you can put this in other people's ears, like share the content at the end of the day, there's no monetary gain on the back of doing this content. We do this content, we put our time in because we're trying to add value to the world and all I expect in return for that, well, I would like to expect from you in return from that is if you do get some value from it, is to share it with your friends, is to share it on social, is to drop a review on Apple Podcasts, you know what I mean? Go on the podcast app, drop me a review. I'd appreciate it. And uh, guys, like fucking hell, that's that. There's there's so much in that podcast, bro. There's yeah. so much in it, man. Thanks so much for having nah, me. Bro. Mate, I learned like, a lot. Mate, I learned so much, fuck, then, bro. Mate, I think, I f- mate, honestly, I fucking, I learned too, mate. Like some some stuff in there about mushrooms and stuff, and and fucking, mate, just no. Remembering the first time that we met all them years ago in the boxing gym, and knowing the the two men that we are becoming over time and over ra- radical implementation in learning. I'm just proud of us both for fucking stepping up to the plate because neither, neither me or you were the same man five years ago. And the thing is for us, it's like almost like that's gone so fast. It feels like an overnight thing because we haven't seen each other that long. Yeah. But that's a five-year journey we've both yeah, been on yeah, yeah. and how much have we both done and been through in that? Yeah, that was yeah, a yeah. long time. Yeah. And it just goes to show it takes it does take time. It takes a lot of yeah. hard work and you've got, to, you've got to put the yards in it and do, and do what you need to do. But perseverance man you will Fuck always yeah. you know what yeah, i mean you'll yeah, get to yeah. where you Fuck need to be yeah. you, you, you 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 if you're if you're meant to eat at a certain table you'll find the table yeah. you'll find the fucking don't, table don't ever give up like yeah. i know it's it's the it's the easiest option to do with anything but but yeah, Fuck, just just just, just, just keep going. Just yeah, like I say, guys, like I always tell you, fucking lean in to the things that light you up more, and 100%. you'll find what you're meant to be doing, and also you'll find what it'll it'll monetize on the back end, or something will happen, and and you'll find the money and you'll find the happiness. But just lean into what you're truly meant to be doing. Like that's all I can say to you. And guys, all I gotta say is much love. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.